0: 100 oh.
1: The data has been analyzed. We've been fantasizing for weeks. We put all the data that was submitted by this cult on, on the TWFS Discord. We put it into Jim Ross's computer from back in the USWA or wherever that was, where Jim Ross fed data to a computer and it gave him rankings. Ladies, you we're gonna try out. We're leaving here hopefully with 100 names to present back to the people. This is a rough draft. Take a look at what we already have, ladies. I came with one name. On the unofficial 100. Shawn Michaels is there. I mean, we don't even need to really talk about it. You've seen all the documentaries by now. You've heard TWFS by now. But, ladies, I have over 50 names written by you. I have the scribbles of J.J. We have the data of the cult. And we're going to find 100 names tonight. names. And you know what's
2: so silly is I was even thinking, didn't PWI do like a, a 500? These guys sat there every year and they were really writing like, Okay, super crazy, number 420. Like, they were going through and really trying to just, hey, I know a wrestler. He could be number 480. Brock Anderson would be number one if we were doing the PWI 500. But this is the TWFS 100. And it really is, like, what is what really outweighs like where guys are, like Hulk Hogan. He was kind of a big deal. But his in-ring work wasn't as good as Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart's. Here we go. Or, or even Ricky the Dragon Steamboats. So who knows where we're going to go? It, there, it just seems like this is the definitive we're wrestling fans, and this is it. This is our 100. The 100
1: greatest wrestlers of all time in Vleetis. We're going to do the TWFS 100 of 2021 after. This is our, our training grounds. And when we talk about the – and that's at the end of the year, Vleetis. So this could take a while. we got months to get this in order. But tonight we'll find a rough draft to present back. Before that, Vleetis, what a week – Oh, my God, I haven't even talked to you. SummerSlam happened. What a boar fest. I died during it. It sucked. Becky Lynch was awesome. Then Michael Cole acted like Brock Lesnar was more awesome. So I left that whole thing hoping for a women's revolution that counts. But then, Beliti, CM Punk had already come out. So could it have been good? What, where were you at, Beliti? I've been waiting all week to hear you bury CM Punk. So let's frame it like this. What CM Punk versus SummerSlam. What was better in your week? Oh gosh, Walter versus Ilya
2: Dragunov, if me and Gino can can gush over that a little bit more. But looking at, so I'm an idiot. For some reason, I watch WWE, so I'm thinking, okay, CM Punk's going to come out with 20 minutes left in the show. So I tune in to to, to Rampage, and I'm kind of like, where's CM Punk at? This is kind of weird. And then I kind of go on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, he already fucking came out. And that's what I like messaged you. I was like, oh, CM Punk! Like I wanted to be part of it, but I missed it entirely. How do so you I miss
1: on... it, ladies? They told us when it would happen. I was live with Third Hour with dial of Spida. spider We watched it together. You even missed Third Hour, that means.
2: Yeah, I legit thought I thought Third Hour would start after the CM Punk pit because I thought the world was stopping at whatever, 944, and that's when he would come out. And then I thought he would start walking to the ring, and they would go, don't miss this historic entrance. Picture in picture. Like, I was so not in the same frame of reference as, like, you know, they released that video of the production team. Like, go to this camera. Go to this camera. Holy fuck, where is this camera? <laughs> like, they were having such a good time. That was me, just the complete opposite. I was like, okay, have a have a filler match. Okay, have a filler match. Have Marvez talk to no, some nobody. Have Tony Giovanni talk to some nobody. Uh, how much time we got left of the show? We got 18 minutes. Okay, let's squeeze in a red velvet match. Now it's time for CM Punk. You can't punk. do I that,
1: Fleeties. There'll be CM Punk chants too loud. <laughs> they were chanting it before we even went on the air. It was so perfect, Fleeties. So this was way better than all of SummerSlam combined, right? Or are you one of these Brock Lesnar fans? Are you like one of the last two? We hate Brock Lesnar, Fleeties. It's the summer of Punk.
2: No, I, I. and again, I'm not super big into the Brock Lesnar thing either. Like, I kind of like wrestling when he's not around. But... I like I, I would say the CM Punk thing was a bigger deal than SummerSlam. SummerSlam had some good moments, but pay per view in general, it was okay. And when I say it's okay, I didn't even start it at the beginning. Like I, I just kind of was like, I'll watch that later. Like I'm still I'm halfway through this Damian Priest Sheamus match. Oh boy, wonder who the champ is. I- so I watched the rest of the show though, and I thought it was good. But even like the Cena Reigns match when when Reigns ate the the FU off the top rope and kicked out. I don't know if I was supposed to have like that jumping off my couch. No way. This is incredible. But I don't know. It just kind of felt like just end this fucking bullshit. And then when Brock came out, I was like, just end this fucking bullshit. (laughs) And then when Gage, my favorite part of the night was uh, Gage Goldberg in the fucking hurt lock and passing out. And then Goldberg, like laying on his son, like
1: don't hurt him. It's like you're a little late, Bill. But uh, you, you, uh, yeah, his, his leg was w- out, ladies. You couldn't even continue. He couldn't even see what was around him. But I'm glad that it's such a relief that you know that CM Punk's awesome now. Because it was a decade of you calling him a bad employee. You would fire him <laughs> every year on his anniversary, not just his wedding day. This is how sick you've become. You are above this WWE machine. But you're telling me when The Fiend got released, you lost faith in WWE like me.
2: You know what? It wasn't even it wasn't even The Fiend, really. There were so many others that were getting released where uh, you hear me and Sonic Gino talk about wrestling. You hear me talk about wrestling. My favorite match of the year so far is Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. Vince McMahon probably doesn't know who those two guys are. So when I'm seeing guys like Buddy Murphy get released, Ari Sterling, Asher Hale, like all these guys that, sh- sure, they're not like big names or flashy. I'm just kind of sitting there going like, what is the direction we're going in? And for a company, now remember when WCW was kind of everyone would laugh at WCW, like, oh, it's wheelchair wrestling. Oh, it's it's a bunch of old men now. Now I'm watching SummerSlam and I got 45-year-old Bobby Lashley against 54-year-old Goldberg. I got, you know, 40-year-old Roman Reigns or you know, 37 or whatever. Who's coming out to fight him? 45-year-old Brock, 43-year-old Cena. It's like WWE has really turned into WCW, where it's like. Nah, we got old stars. Don't
1: We don't need fucking Asher Hale. We're going to be fine. Tony Khan said we don't paint by number no more. We don't have no performance center ruining, uh, stopping the blossoming creative arts before it can even get through the roots, Bleedies. They are la- allowing artists to start a renaissance. Like, you know, Italians did that, ladies. We kind of even invented the telephone. They just won't tell you. Meucci, you want to Google that? I've been watching The Sopranos. And I'm learning about Italian history, bleedies. We're 11 episodes into season one on Discord. We're illegally streaming shit all the time. We're never going to be one of those Discord official communities. They'll never scan our media. But, bleedies, we're just over a week away from our dream match. CM Punk versus Darby Allen with a rabid crowd. Hold on, though. Will it be? It is in Chicago. Will we get last week's crowd or last Friday's crowd or tonight's crowd? Tonight's crowd didn't know CM Punk's awesome. They just were just... Dis- depressed there was no boxes of ice cream bars uh, at the entrance when they walked in they knew they weren't getting any on the way out so they just were kind of bummed out there were some chance when they, once they saw him but next uh, at the pay-per-view will the crowd be like the cm punk debut for every spot will they take the roof off every time cm punk lands a lariat
2: i so by so. the way i did just look up Mayuchi. i can't wait to watch him versus john moxley at all out i can't believe new japan sent over Meucci. This is going to be fucking awesome, but uh, such a good point about the crowd tonight. It almost felt like the organicness of Rampage, where it was like the show just opened with CM Punk and the crowd is going apeshit. Something about Tony Schiavone being involved and them having graphics showing CM Punk's here tonight. For some reason, the crowd in Milwaukee was just kind of like, "Yeah, we know. We saw. Yeah. We watched Rampage." Mm-hmm. Like th- I think AEW was planning on this being a huge. Like, you, you're going to get to see CM Punk. And everyone was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we know. Can we get to Brock Anderson, please?
1: Yeah, it's even their cover photo on Twitter and everything. And it is exciting. TNT is TNT Punk on Wednesdays. We love CM Punk, and it's great to see him get this support. But did you think he got burned out, made promo tonight? It did seem like kind of an abrupt ending. What Does he need a roar every time? Does he need tears coming out of his eyes every time to give a shit? Or did he just burn out and say, I love April, goodbye?
2: I even think this whole this whole planned promo was a little bit of a hey, what's the plan? Hey, I don't know I don't know, Kid will go out there and figure it in the ring. They really had no idea what he was gonna do. They were hoping it would be a rabid fucking CM Punk for like six and a half minutes and like CM Punk is gonna sit Indian style in the ring and you know, what's the one thing that brought you back here? You know, like I just thought there was it just seems so
1: Wait, coy- That powerful. part was so confusing because he never said a name. People started chanting Tony, not Darby. Because I was thinking, who's the one guy? Because he said, above all the young talent. So I'm thinking, okay, it's not young talent. Is he back to face Paul White? Like, what's he about to say? But he just like, I'm back for one guy. And then he's silent for so long, little Tony chants break out. Negative one started him from behind the curtain. And I was thinking Tony, too. But I guess he meant Darby because he went on to talk about Darby. Well, and even I even think uh, the chat kind of makes
2: it kind of makes me realize this is so much like the Sting interview where you put Tony Schiavone in there and now fans, I am a wrestling commentator, but I am also a wrestling fan. (laughs) And it's like, okay, this is great. And here we have CM Punk, who we've been wanting to see for seven years. And now he's with Tony Schiavone. And it's just like, there's just, I don't think, you know, I don't think I can hear you, Tony. And it was just this weird We want to watch our wrestlers, but now they're being kind of, I don't know, like – over-the-top SmackDown good guy champions on TV where they're like, Tony, it's
1: so good to see you here, Why, wow, you want the Boy, heel turn already? This You're just like quiggly, quiggly, and you are hot shotters. You want a heel turn. We might get it against Dobby. I don't think so, but you guys are already begging for it. Valides, will he take bumps? Maybe the CM Punk matches will be like the Sting matches, just like you claimed this promo was like the Sting promo. <laughs> Listen to what CM Punk said here, Bleedies. I'm starting to grow, grow concerned about what a bump card is. Let's see what this means. But there hasn't really been any super... I mean, look, let's be honest. I got a bump card, right? I'm not, I'm not going to get in the ring and take a bunch of bumps. I will run the ropes, though. What does that mean? Now, I, I was. here's what I thought when I heard that. He must not mean in matches, but then he said he'll run the ropes. So, like, I don't expect you to go out and take bumps tonight. Do your little I wish I cried promo, but I didn't, so I hate this. But you didn't run the ropes, so he must be during the match. He's not going to go out and take bumps. Get the fuck out of here, then. I know the guy who took flips on the gymnasium floor. I thought Matt Hardy would spare this guy off a lift. I don't know why he's not going to take bumps now. I, even Sting went through a table. What is CM Punk talking about?
2: You know, like he's not going to take the crazy bumps. He's not going to do the ladder spots. He's not going to do huh. a lot of the stuff that he knows hurts. Like he's going to do the okay. I could do a suicide dive because somebody catches me. I could do my elbow because I kind of land perfectly. Like, he knows the bumps that he can do without getting extremely injured. But I, I think it, I think he's fine doing that because now he's got an MMA career in his pocket. He can just rely on that. We even learned – Kevin, I learned tonight that he he trained right down the street here in Milwaukee when he was training for his MMA career. That didn't go very well, but it was right here in Milwaukee. So <laughs> <laughs> they can lean on that a little bit more. He can wrestle like Alistair Black. He can come out in those Muay Thai kickboxing
1: shorts. Why aren't you angry? This is CM Punk. He needs to take bumps. That's the only reason we like him. The promos are good too. Uh, he also goes on in this uh, press conference to defend the Brody Lee secrecy. And once I heard it, I agreed with everything he said. Like, as I was mad about being you had lied. a tryout, I was angry about being lied to by and having information channels being controlled. By Billionaire's sons. You had a trial? We were told an ankle injury happened weeks before the guy died when he was like, oh, he's been out with an ankle injury, which was a complete lie. Punk echoed my complaints, too, because he specifically said we didn't want to do anything fugazi, you know, like claim ankle injuries. They didn't want to lie to people. You know, like, claim ankle injuries. So I I was able to agree with him on that. But Bleedies, don't say he's blessed because that has a religious connotation. And he doesn't want to hear that. He's still a little kid in the late 80s, early 90s. He loves Operation Ivy, okay? So you Jesus freaks can go fuck yourself because all you do is throw gays off roofs. Wait, that's not your religion.
2: No, and I feel like CM Punk would be more likely to do that than than I would at least because he seems a little more... And you had a uh, Hold
1: on, you you mean AJ Styles? CM Punk tried to tell you AJ Styles is a racist Islamist who throws games. You had off a tryout. Bleedies, is that a flex spell? Are they popping up? Why aren't they in my alerts, Bleedies? I think I just saw flex spells from Nathan. I don't know why I can't see these damn things. They're not even in the chat, but when I hear it, I assume they're there. We should put the lights on for Nathan. It's TWFS 100 night, Bleedies.
2: This is, yeah, this is a big night, and we're talking about CM Punk, who is, I think he's in this 100. I think he makes it, and look, I'm not sour on him yet. I actually, I just thought this promo was weird tonight, but that's dynamite. Sometimes you see Danny Garcia, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? So other times, you're like, this is the greatest show. I can't believe Brandon Cutler just sprayed Christian in the face with that stuff. So this is a good show. It was just a weird segment. I cannot wait for this freaking match. I'm not even the biggest Darby Allen guy, as you guys all know. I'm not even the biggest CM Punk guy, as you guys all know. I can't wait for Paul White QT Marshall, but I can't wait to also watch CM Punk versus the other guy. Nathan, don't be afraid you of the flex spells.
1: There's Jared Camacho with a flex spell. Don't be nervous either, Jared. You and Nathan both have bump cards. There is nothing <laughs> I can do. I can't touch you. The fuck is a bump card? What tier do you have to be for that? Something tells me Will Hobbs doesn't have a bump card. Then again, he doesn't take bumps. He might have a bump card. This might go down to tier zero. What a special little asterisk, a little addendum to put in a contract. Vlity's Pat McAfee is fully vaxxed, but he has COVID now. That sucks, huh? Interesting, (laughs) he got lied to. I never got vaxxed. I got COVID, I bet, and that's just as good. I got antibodies. I'll get tested one day. But Pat McAfee's out indefinitely. Is Michael Cole going to retire? Is he panicking? No, I think Corey Graves
2: is just—they're gonna tag in Corey Graves. Him and Carmelo will go to the show together. They'll bang back Sage, a la Brad Maddox and Paige. So there's no worries on my end on how how SmackDown is gonna operate without Pat McAfee. Because it honestly, it operated without Pat
1: McAfee for like what 29 years. It's gonna be oh, fine. Don't remind me. Jesus Christ! Remember <laughs> when it was when it was without Pat McAfee and without Paul Heyman? That was like the worst times ever. it is Ruby Soho's back. We fell in love. Uh, the, the morning that she released part two of her story, remember part one, Vlity, she tried to catch a train, but that WWE piece of shit train went without her, just fucking left her like she's China, waiting for Triple H to drive her home. We know how this company treats people and so does Ruby. Whoa, well, did she catch a train? Did she get a bus? Is she in a cab? Is she in a plane? Part two is here, bleedies, and the morning this came up, I woke up wanting it. I woke up thinking about it. And I was not thinking about yours, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy give us eight parts, I think, by now. He just keeps putting them out. No one cares. Go back to Australia and work on your mirrors. All right, here is Ruby Soho, ladies. The best women's wrestler in the world. The ugliest woman in the world. Check it out. Here we go. Popped. Sorry. Is that Tyler Spite a Fiend? I know that song. Tyler Spite a Fiend. Right off the bat, bleedies, you hear someone pull up, listening a Tyler Spite a fiend, some of that fag R and B. But our punk rock Ruby Soho, she's got metal in her head.
2: Well, and I like. So is this a Wawa? So right from the train station, she goes to the Wawa. She's just hanging out outside, waiting for some idiot. Why is this thing people do, Kevin? Like, I know that if you're just going in for a split second, you think it's. Why would I turn the car off? I'm going in for a second. Just turn the fucking car off. Why are you leaving? The only thing that's needed to make this car operate is this key. And you're leaving it in the car. Like, There's no reason. Everyone should take the car if it's running. Like, why not? So I don't know. Why do people
1: do this? She's people watching. She's judging like a CM Punk, like a girl with tattoos on her shoulders. You know, they're better than you. I mean, they're freak balls and they are, are complete disgusting to look at parent issues up the ass probably molested but they're better than you they cut their hair like boys they got a bowl cut with red in it they're better than you you listen to Tyler bite a fiend and you go to 7-eleven to get your beer i don't drink i'm straight edge look at her she's judging bleedies you don't get it i grew up in this culture they're all old now but they still have their tattoos all right here we go let's watch You really, just spoil it for me? You knew she was gonna steal the car. I have no idea what the fuck you were even talking about when you said that. I just ignored you and you spoiled it for me, you asshole. We're seeing this, it's so obvious that's what's happening.
2: Why would this guy pull up what? and run inside without turning his you think headliner? Ruby would steal someone's
1: car? I never even thought of this.
2: Yes, no, I 100%. percent i would like, look, when you miss your train, Kevin, and you have to get to Jacksonville or Miliwake, wherever she's going, probably Chicago to get to all out. You, you know, when some douchebag rolls up, parks the car and just runs inside, leaves the keys in it. And you got sh- uh, shoulder tattoos. You're like, I got to mad. I got to be in the casino battle. Royale. I'm the Joker. I better fucking get to Chicago.
1: I thought she was just, just going to play Bell and Sebastian as she walked by the car in slow motion. Like the first video, that was amazing. Now she's heel turning. Then again, she did miss the train. She does need transportation. And there's no one here believes you, I don't believe you. There's no way you guessed she was gonna steal this car. You're you're doing homework that I didn't Obvious. do. Obvious. I'm saving this to watch with you and you're over here watching it without me. So let's watch from the beginning and find out when Bleedy's figured out she's gonna steal the car. Look at this. Why else would a car drive up? Cause he's getting some at the store, look. And I thought he turned it off. Look, the song turns off. Why would the radio turn off if the engine's look, the still The lights on? are still on. <laughs> why is the radio off? Oh, his iPod. His fo- iPod, I'm so old. I'm like, Ruby. <laughs> Ruby has an iPod mini. She's got a, a pink one. But Bleedy no, he turned off. He, he took out his iPhone like Tyler has. All right, here we go. Tyler's by the fiend. You look at all the cars she turned down. She doesn't want that dumb shit. I know what that is, I swear. I almost bought one. That's a Scion something. Ayako has one of them. Look at this. She's stealing the Hello. Oh! Girls fucked up in the head. She'll kick your ass in a match. She'll steal your car. She's kind of like Dolph. Yeah, fuck his radio stations, his presets. See that, ladies? Your presets suck. We listen to indie stations. You got to be in the right part of town to even pick up the frequency.
2: Everybody loves State Champs. We all love ele- Elevated by State Champs. Off the finer things. Me and that guy, like, if he got ditched at the Wawa. I'd be like, dude, so sorry, your car got stolen. At least you took your phone out. Let's go get a sandwich and then let's go watch NXT 36. Bleedies,
1: back when TLC was battling Salt and Pepper for airplay, no one had to punch their radio. We were fucking blessed. What a man, what a man, what a man, <laughs> what a mighty good man. Yeah, again, yeah. Say it again, Bleedies. One more take. Bleedies, uh, I told Murph Dirt to pick between Salt and Pepper or TLC. I guess TLC, which TLC is the right answer, but it's not, I guess, and you're not too cool for these groups. He starts talking like, I never really heard their songs. Why would you say this in public? There's so many great fucking songs. He heard Shoop and gave up. Well, you can give up with salt and pepper, but let's talk about sex. You might want to hear that one first. And then we're right on to the TLC, bleedies. What about your friends? What's better? What about your friends or ain't too proud to beg? It's weird. I'm an unpretty
2: guy. Can oh. I be this? Can we go down this route when we talk about TLC? I know that we all love no scrubs, but yep. whenever I hear unpretty, I was like, this is a really random, real moment that I'm with, that I'm experiencing. Cause sometimes I do feel unpretty. No, people who
1: lived it like creep the most. That was as big as it <laughs> got. And baby, baby, baby. That we got to watch it. We're going to have to watch that one before we go. That song sums up what all women should be. Baby, baby, baby. It's all about how she can be with whoever she wants, but she chooses you. And women know that, but they don't admit it a lot of time. They're playing coy and dumb. We need T-boss in our lives, ladies. T-boss is there to fuck. Left Eye's there to fight. And that third girl is just hanging out. I think Left Eye died. Didn't yeah. she die a long time ago? Andre Risen killed her. That shit's what? fucked up. No, is that true? No, no ladies. You <laughs> haven't seen the video of her driving off the cliff? She's driving, not looking out the road, and then she goes, ah, and then it cuts away. And that's when she died. You can even find a picture of her in her PJs dead with a bruise on her head.
2: Oh, my gosh. That sounds terrible. I've seen the Chris Farley death photos. I don't know if I can handle the Lisa left eye driving off a cliff.
1: So I creep, just creeping on the down low. That's about a cheating motherfucker, and she's finding his ass. Because nobody's supposed to know. Tyler knows I love TLC. I'm playing that shit on his channel all night. As soon as we start song requests, it's what album do we start with for TLC? Then I'll mix in some Radiohead just to switch it up. I'm a weirdo. Or a
2: weirdo. People love Radiohead. I bet oh, yeah. you and Ruby Soho would be driving around oh, yeah. doing, doing your whole, I'm a
1: creep. And then you're like, you want to hear the next song? And everyone's going to go.
2: No, not really.
1: Dude, when Radiohead drops an album, you know you're getting two great songs. (laughs) The Ruby Soho has put out a video, and she hates the radio. (laughs) Oh, listen to that shit. That sounds like something Rhea Ripley would listen to. She's a fake-ass punk, and Ruby Soho knows what I'm talking about. This dumb inbred from Australia, not you, Ruby, Rhea. Rhea comes up acting like Papa Roach is hardcore. So me and Ruby Soho fucking hate that shit. And we turn it off. You just look him, Brad Ruby. She just hit a baby. What a punk. She doesn't even care. Get the gun out of the glove box. Cricket sure wireless
2: in the, in the background. Make sure he's dead. Get
3: Liminal. don't make me do the commercial voice
1: (laughs) What? you run out of gas what's going on here i think you're on mid you're fine hit the gas baby let's get to florida when is she getting to tampa she might have to take a train bleedies with rick
2: I think that's the culmination of all these little videos. Is it's going to be her on a train, and Ric Flair's going to walk in like, "This cab
1: taken, woo!"
2: And everyone's going to go, "This is a great video."
1: Ric Flair's going to walk in and throw up and go, "I fuck hot girls. I fuck. You're not riding Space Mountain. She's like a freak show, ladies, and that's why she is the best female wrestler in the world. We got all these divas. No one's going to look at Ruby so I don't think that's a diva." She looks like a Mongoloid, Vleeties. I love it. This girl's the best in the world. Now, Vleeties, Max Caster, remember him? This guy cut a very memorable verse a few weeks ago. His first in months. And Tony Khan is now editing all verses, all promos. He wrote Arn Anderson's tonight. Of all the people that needed poster board for a promo, I didn't think it would be Arn Anderson. But there he was, like, kind of using his finger to even go with the lines from far away. He was the one that had to read tonight. Tony Khan had specific messages for him. But Max Caster. He got suspended two months. We had sensitivity training. He said, Simone Biles went wild. I mean, who could think that, let alone say it? This guy has something wrong in his head. He has some sort of white privilege. I don't care what his skin color is. But look at this, Pleatis. I didn't know about this. Apparently, uh, this happened, I think, over a week ago. Max Caster put his AEW gear on eBay. Look at this. This this is the description that Max Caster wrote. This set of gear has been worn on dynamite. I've worn this in matches against Chris Jericho, MJF, the Young Bucks, John Moxley, SCU, and more. Need some extra money this month, and I don't think I'll be needing this stuff anymore. Get it off my hands. We'll personalize an autograph on knee pads at request. At request. No, I don't want that. Just send the knee pads. I'm going to have to use these. Uh, we're buying gear just to use in our matches. We're not trying to get yours. Uh, yeah, perfect. we don't do collect. We actually wrestle. And uh, this is just a bargain. If I bought this gear, it'd be twice as much if I actually paid. Uh, perfect collector's item for AEW fans. Thanks. And then it goes on, bleedies. This is from your boys at Wakalcha. You should probably be reading this with your British accent, but I'll just muscle through. At first glance, this appears to be the latest in a growing string of baiting tactics from Caster, who has already removed all AEW references from his social media and filled his Twitter likes with generic WWE clips. I checked his likes. Those clips are amazing. Bret Hart vs. Owen Hart at SummerSlam 94 in a cage match is not generic. We never got it again. So I like his likes, ladies. And what does it mean? Is it a troll? Uh, are we, is he over it? Is it? Was he just mad? Tony's forgiving, right? Tony's not mad. Is Max still mad? And what will Max do without AEW if he stays mad? He's going to Raw. I'm
2: calling it <laughs> now. I mean, because even this even goes a little further. I think after he removed all this AEW shit, he actually went and started liking some posts from WWE. Yep, so that. it's not like... And I know that's so, like, you know, I mean, people can tweet and like tweets, blah, blah, blah. But it still was, like, it, it became a big enough thing where people were noticing, like, this guy's saying, fuck AEW and liking WWE shit. Because I do think he made, first of all, fucking sick-ass flow, bro. To be honest, greatest rap he ever did. And what what's the big, is it the Simone Biles or is it the Duke lacrosse team? Because the LaDuke, the Duke lacrosse team didn't actually rape that woman she actually lied about it but it does seem like something brandy Rhodes would be like even though it didn't happen it still could happen that's a very very
1: important distinction and it's not like someone else raped her like nobody raped the girl and she made it up so why are we mad at max caster for that again that's a good question
2: yeah it's just but i can just see the this uh the the libtards we'll just call them at aew why do they get to
1: run everything how come they're all in charge? Is it a Jew thing? I've heard this. Every time I Google it, the Jews are the blame. It could be Meucci. I heard Meucci's actually behind the scenes. He's kind Italian, of you him. piece of <laughs> shit. He invented the telephone and you fucks took it. You're so lucky Italians came here and we're leaving. You took our pizza. Did you know pizza's a feminine word? That fucked me up. Can we change genders of words? I know it fucks up societies, but it might fix a language. I'm learning this Italian and I want pizza. I'm hungry for pizza. That sounds like it's man's pizza, ladies. That's a little uh, double, what is that called? The double one, double crust? The stuff you eat? I I think maybe you don't want to eat anything, like, masculine.
2: Because even, like, when I think of all the pastas, even pasta itself, ends Pasta, with an A because uh, when you make it masculine, it's almost like, hey, I'm going to eat your dick over here. Give me your pasto." We
1: gave you the Renaissance and we gave you cuisine. You made ravioli a kid's food. and You can go fuck yourself. And I was <laughs> we watching did do that. Why did? did we do that? It's all canned now and it's delicious. in every adult should have it as a, at least uh, an appetizer. Start your dinner with it. Have the steak after. Ladies, I was watching Sopranos and Pauly knows Pauly hates about the espresso shit the most. I thought Italians were in Starbucks. As it turns out, you people stole it.
2: Yeah, Starbucks has a weird, like, first of all, it's all Nor- It's all Pacific Northwest. It's Seattle. They own it. They created it. For some reason, they took some Italian. They took some Spanish, took some French, some Colombian. They really went all around the world, and they were like, talk about cultural appropriation, Kevin Scampoli. All these libtards in, C- in Seattle were
1: the ones who really started it. Did you know more Italians fought in World War II for America than any other ethnicity?
2: I didn't know that, but it, it makes sense because Italian, Italian white
1: dudes understand freedom over here. We got grit, Bleedies, and you Irish. I'm Irish, too, Bleedies. I get all the good ones. I'm so lucky. Bleedies, see him, punks at AEW. And stop talking about Walter for You had a tryout? This Walter match sucked, Bleedies. It was embarrassing. Walter went out and fought Drake Maverick, and they goose-stepped to the ring. They're out there. I was laughing at the whole thing, and you're out there, like, on the edge of your seat. What is the next step going to look like? A goose step. It's embarrassing. They have no shame. And then little Drake Maverick's out there acting like he can fight someone. He doesn't even corpse during it. He doesn't even start laughing during the finish. I could beat this guy. <laughs> Elijah Jovakavic sucks. Walter should have squashed him. The first match was better. And of course you didn't see the first one. Yeah, it's funny when I did not
2: watch that first one. I really went on a huge like I just never really got back into NXT UK. I would watch like a Walter Pete Dunn match and be like, this is amazing. I would watch Walter Tommaso Ciampa. This is amazing. And then I just would not really keep up with the show. I watched A-Kid versus Tyler Bate, which I thought was great. But it never really kept me around. It was always like my ninth-ranked wrestling show. So I never really watched it. But having seen this match at NXT, and maybe it is because of the state of NXT, where I just feel like I'm waiting for any week for the tweet to come out like, you know, September 29th will be the final episode of NXT on USA. Like, I'm ready for that moment to come. So this felt like a farewell show. Adam Cole lost in a bullshit way. The main event was boring. Uh, the first two matches were whatever. And this little nugget right in the middle of all this stuff, I just thought was so fucking great. One
0: hundred. Oh. Get your Lots of guys named Rick. Kevin is the guy, he makes us realize. Like the fantasize, about a hundred guys. inside, we
1: all ladies, I'm bringing you into deep the deep 21st deep century. Look at this amazing inside presentation. Inside and bleedies, you're still doing the CM Punk deep inside deep inside thing. The grandpa thing. You're sending me spreadsheets like I work at FedEx. And you're sending me Rick Root on a list like you are from the wrong decade technologically and as sports entertainment goes. But we have a duty tonight. We got to give 100 names to the people so they can throw all the names we forgot back at us.
2: There's so many wrestlers. That's the big issue. And like even talking to even somebody like my father is saying like Bruno San Martino, like. Some names that you and I might not really think of off the top of our head when we're just rattling off wrestlers, but it is like it, it. It also depends on what era you're from, what you've watched the most of, and I think that really does play a huge role in like what you and I will think is a top 100. And then people are gonna people are gonna come in and look what? How do you not have Kojima? Like you know what?
1: Spoiler alert, Kevin. No Kojima. No Brock Anderson. I don't know. All those names might be in these scribbles. Look at this. Look what JT sent me. And there's like five pictures of this. He's got crossed out X Pac for Nikita. <laughs> He's got Booker T crossed out for Sergeant Slaughter. He's got Ricky Morton crossed out for Scott Hall. I mean Terry Taylor for Chris Jericho. Where did, what was going? What was going through JT's head as these scrib? I'm surprised they're not on his wall. I thought he was just going to write it on the wall and take a picture. Big Boss Man got crossed out twice, and he got crossed out for The Rock. The Rock's number 31, Valides, and he's your favorite. For, and this is JT's list, not ours.
2: <laughs> and he's right behind Brian Pillman Sr., who I, for some reason, I didn't even think of. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, that's why we need other people's brains as well, because Brian Pillman Sr., for some reason, got forgotten. I think the British Bulldog isn't on here, but he should be on here. Like, there's going to be names. Rick Martell. We could talk about that one, but I'm not
1: sure he cracked I don't code. think we're going to have to. I'm going to be honest. Like You guys have this idea that Tatanka is going to come up at 98. That's what JT has towards 100. We're not going to make it anywhere near a mid-card. Wrestling history is plush. Pl- is that the word plush? What word am I looking for, Bleedies? I think you flush. It's flush with talent. It's flush with talent. That ain't the word. God damn it. We fucked ripe. up already. It's right with, with it. It's ripe with it, Vleeties. There's so many great names that we fall in love with. And if we're talking about Rick Martel, Ronda Rousey better have already come up. Now, Vleeties, we are going to need Gino to have the, the, the flow over list because your first suggestion is going there. Rick Rude is number one. Believe me, <laughs> Rick Rude isn't anywhere near my 100, but I don't have it yet, so I can't say that. So I'm going to put have Gina, Gina put it on the reserve list. What makes you put Rick Rude here? Is it because he cut his dick off before he died? It's because when you sort alphabetically, the, uh, the uh,
2: quotations <laughs> go to the top for some reason. Because even when I was trying to put these in order, which apparently is on a different spreadsheet that's probably on my work computer. Don't tell my boss. But it's definitely like, I was even sitting there going one, two, and I was like, I need Kevin because I'm going to put Eddie Guerrero in the top 10 and you're going to go, no, fuck it, Eddie. He only won the belt once. He didn't do shit at WCW, only United States title one
1: time. Ladies, you did have another quotation mark one. So alphabetically, the next for you is going to make it on for sure. Gino, don't put this on a reserve list. We're talking about one man and one man only. The rowdiest of them all, Ryan Van Fleet and Roddy Piper on his list. And we can't argue, Bleedies, I like using your list as a guide. You've been working every Tuesday and Thursday with Geezy, Macho Punk, and Gino to figure out wrestling history from your points of view. And then I'm here to take Rick Root out of it. But Roddy Piper, even when I was uh, born after him in the machine, buried him, Bleedies, I was born in 86. I'm almost 30. And Roddy Piper blew up before that, Vleetis. By the time I came along, he was main eventing a King of the Ring no one bought against Jerry Lawler, and he was just an old guy. I'm like, two commentators in a main event? That's weird. So Roddy Piper, Vleetis, though, I've grown up to understand why he means so much to CM Punk, why he means so much to Ronda Rousey. He broke a coconut on that guy's head, Vleetis. And he is one of
2: those wrestlers that really exemplified, like, look, I'm not fucking the most jacked. I'm not a Hogan, but I'm a great talker. I'm a great asshole. And if I can't get you to love me, I'll get you to hate me. And we hated him so much that we were able to love him later on. Like, I think, uh, who's that guy from that podcast that's always like, the bigger the
1: heel, the bigger the baby face. And that worked with Roddy Piper. Ladies, you have Antonio Noki. Look at the smock. What made you put him? This is one of those battles we're going to have constantly of importance versus, you know, actual importance versus my perspective living in Massachusetts. What did Antonio Inoki mean to me? Nothing. He ain't no Hulk Hogan, ladies. He didn't beat Muhammad Ali. The guy's a big bum. It's all a work. But sell him. Sell him to Gino on why he shouldn't be on a reserve list.
2: When I watched Dark Side of the Ring and they did the collision in Korea bit, It kind of did, like I've known the name Antonio Inoki. I've seen like one of his matches, two of his matches. But when I watched that collision in Korea and I watched him like put on a wrestling show in a country that like doesn't allow white people in it and he's bringing over the best wrestlers in the world. Scott Norton, uh, Road Warrior Hawk. But to watch him and Ric Flair have this match in front of people that don't know how to react to wrestling and They start to cheer him. He starts to get the crowd involved. It was this weird, it was almost like CM Punk showing up at the United Center. It was like this crowd wasn't, they didn't know what to do. They just started to become, I don't know, humanized. (laughs) They started to really enjoy wrestling. And to watch Inoki like smiling after he did it. And even Scott Norton agrees to me, greatest match he's ever seen. Because even though it's, even though it's, you know, Inoki versus Flair and it's in this weird, This crowd doesn't really know what's going on. By the end of it, you're like, wow, these two guys are so good at wrestling. They got the entire fucking country to watch this match.
1: I am sold. Antonio Inoki is too important for my stubborn ignorance to prevail in a situation like this. He's not in the reserves, he's in this hundred. Now, of course, we'll be removing him later, maybe. Or I'll get my revenge when we're putting him in order. He might be in the 90s if he's lucky, Vleetis. He might be in the overflow. And alongside Antonio Inoki, I've skimmed your list and added a few obvious ones. Of course, Bret Hart, bleedies. you had him on your list. And Hulk Hogan, these are two that feuded in real life, Vleetis, who didn't feud with Hulk Hogan. He's a big fake asshole. And Vince McMahon perpetuated it. Hogan's worse than Warrior, but the machine didn't tell you, so you don't know yet. Luckily, the people tell us that had to deal with him. The people tell you when he comes out at WrestleMania and they boo. He said the N-word, Vlades, but he's on your list still. And remember, Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan owes Bret Hart one. When is Hulk Hogan going to give up to the sharpshooter, Vleetys? He was supposed to do it already.
2: Wanting Hulk Like, Hulk Hogan is obviously going to get booed whenever he shows up again. He needs to run with that. Like, this is the time for him to buy TNA. Like, I don't know why suddenly he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go away. Like, he needs to have a program with Big E and Xavier Woods and Kofi, like, next week. Can you imagine Heel Hogan coming out and cutting promos against these guys? He doesn't have to wrestle, but he can be like – he can have a conduit. He could bring out Brock Anderson and be like, this is my son Brock, brother. He's going to wrestle you three dudes. And I would love to see this match. Uh, I would love to see the storyline. That way he can have that moment where he's hugging the black dudes in the ring. I'm so sorry I said those things. Now we love Hogan again. Real American plays. Everyone's fingers to the ear throwing
1: pancakes into the crowd. What an amazing segment I just wrote. WCW could have given us that match. But when Eric Bischoff asked Bret Hart what he had in mind for a promo one night, Bret Hart said, I got a new kitten. And I really want to bring up my cats tonight. So I guess we didn't have time to squeeze in our dream matches, please. We could add Warrior lose to Bret Hart, too. We could have uh, tricked him to come back for one more loss than not talk to him again. We only did that once with Hogan. Valides Warrior better be on this list. How did I not put it yet? There it is. He is on yours, we've added. So, Valides, these are all just straight from you, and they got my approval. And, I, uh, and if they're from you, that means they're from the people. We had so many names thrown at us. Don't worry, Ernest Miller will come up. But we got to see if we can get through World Champions first. Vladi's Shawn Michaels, Roddy Piper, Antonio Inoki, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, and John Cena. It's too easy. We don't even have to explain. Kurt Angle, come on, he's the real MJF. That's what I've been saying for about three hours now. MJF calls himself fastest rising. Look at Kurt Angle, Vladi's. He played the market like Gable Steepson is today, and he's showing Gable Steepson the roadmap. By the way, Vladi's Gable Steepson sucks. Tyler Spida likes him. You like him. He's a fake American. He came in on a caravan. He stole our flag, our national anthem, and he didn't even play it on Raw. They played some other song. And I heard Gable Stevenson talk to Ariel Hawani, and he's like the biggest nightmare, like young, successful person you could hear. This guy's a diva. He's not down to earth. He's the type of guy to tell you why he cut his hair for five straight minutes like you care. He thinks every minuscule thing in his life is important to you. I don't care about him anymore, and I hope he goes to AEW. Well, you know, they're going to have to do
2: something with him. I I like that he's going to WWE. At least he's not going to go to – can you imagine if he went to AEW? uh, It would be like, Cody, I'm here for you. And then an all-out Cody would beat him in 10 minutes. So I'm glad that he's not going there. But at least, like, they're, they're going to do something with him. They got to at least train him, show him how to attack the mat, get Tom Pritchard in there. They can do this again. We all know they're capable of it. Get him in the Alpha
1: Academy, have Chad show him the ropes. Him, him and Otis. What a tag team. Ladies, we're rounding out row one with all of your suggestions. You're such a genius in wrestling. No, Gable Steamson won't make it. But, Vleetis, you had Steve Austin, of course. He broke my heart, though, when he beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. And I cried, Nyla Rose, before you gave me permission to show emotion with wrestling. Turns out we all already did that before you turned into a tranny. That I thought you invented emotion. Vleetis, Terry Funk. This is a man who will end up. There's a couple names, though. We still don't know what 100 looks like. So, like, I feel like we're still missing some when I'm adding a Eddie Guerrero and an edge this early. But if Tatanka's at JT's 98, Eddie Guerrero is a safe bet, right, ladies? From his time throwing coffee on himself in WCW. Remember after that car accident, and he had a mullet? Uh, but it was not the dry mullet from before. It became a wet mullet. And he was real scared. Looked like his chest got reconstructed the way it was popping out certain ways. He'd never tanned. That pale, broken body was horrifying. Ladies, Eddie Guerrero is in the top one hundred.
2: He has to be. Like I, I just I can't imagine my wrestling fandom without Eddie Guerrero. There was that era where he was the WWE champion. When he left No Way Out as the champion and he left WrestleMania as the champion. Those were huge moments for me, and I went to judge, I went to Judgment Day excited to see Eddie Guerrero. So it was like for a little bit there, he was my WWE champion. I'm buying a ticket to go see my John Cena, my Rock, my Austin. This was my guy, and I think being WWE champion is a huge. It definitely you know puts you into this echelon. Like I don't know if we could talk about Virginia Mahal, but there, for the most part, I think this whole list is going to have. Like, if you
1: were a WWE champion, you're going to be on here. Ladies, John Moxley was a WWE champion. He's on your list. AJ Styles had a main event title. He's on your list. Do we have to just start writing them down before discussing them? I can't think of a reason why anyone else would be above those two names anyway. AJ Styles is in the top 100, ladies. I'm going to skim through, write down even more obvious ones, but I'll need you to convince me on a couple. Like, even like The Miz... Come on, please. Top 100 of all time. Is he going on your reserves, or are you sure of it? See, I'm not
2: sure of it, but when you're looking at one, like, and that's the thing, when we get to 100, are we going to be sitting here going, okay, Tatanka or The Miz, and The Miz wins that for me. So it, that does make it tricky where there are so many wrestlers where, like, I just, I get worried. Am I going to be able to name, like, how many WWE champions have there been, 40? So you, like, it really is, like, or 50, I don't Ask, where's Cultaholic? They'll let me know. But it's it just seems like it's really, really, you you start to get into it. Well, obviously, Conan's in the top 100, and I have it on my list. I don't know if I even believe that.
1: Well, hold on. You're putting Kazarian. I mean, what are we going to believe here? Kazarian ends up on here. Ladies, I don't know if I can trust you anymore. I love Kazarian,
2: though, and I don't really think... So, Kazarian right now, I mean, whatever, Elite Hunter kind of, I don't know, kind of puts me to sleep. Go back to Impact. We appreciate you there a little bit more. But when I think of even the early days of Impact Wrestling, TNA, if you will, the asylum years, I really enjoyed Kazarian, and I remember when he went to WWE in I in like 05, I was really excited. Like, holy shit, Kazarian's going to be a WWE guy. Doesn't work out. He's on Velocity for a couple weeks. Next thing you know, he's fighting Kurt Angle on Impact, and it's fucking great. And even though he never had like a, I'm a TNA world champion, he was always involved in stuff that I liked. Even the shitty Claire Lynch, he made it very enjoyable for me. So I got to give love to Kazarian whenever I can. And when I'm thinking of 100 wrestlers, and when I'm thinking of who held up TNA, who helped uh, Ring
1: of Honor, I'm thinking of him and Christopher Daniels. Yeah, but you're also thinking of Mark Henry, so ladies you you might need to scribble some of these out you you need to jt this somehow i don't know if that feature is in your uh spreadsheet app but ladies how about this we need to take a quick break huh we're gonna run down dynamite beginning to end tonight we're gonna have to watch what cm punk did i'm gonna be writing down more obvious ones from your list to build up the numbers here and ladies we will present this presentation that's right. It's a, it's not, it's not a spreadsheet like yours, but it's still exportable. And I'm going to present 100 tonight when we're done to the discord and they get to pick it apart till next week. And that's going to be great cuz we do need feedback and even in my head right now and even tomorrow night
2: on Vladies, I have to scrub this list and maybe I can maybe I can put some of these in an order that at least in my head makes a little sense like because I remember saying last week Gold Dust over Dusty roads. I'm starting to rethink that.
1: Oh, that's so the maybe- fun part, ladies. That's when we get to make our own face smash and we get hot or not style setups where two names pop up on have grit club at a time and you gotta smash one. You're going to make one hot or not. And then that we'll be able to find data that way. ladies. this is never going to end. The TWFS 100, even when we finish it, we're going to have to be updating it every year, right? Like, I don't know about 57 yeah. here. Anoki might have to be higher. I watched more stuff. So as ignorant as I am today, I'll be smarter next year. It's
2: so true. And also, like, you you even said, like, we're going to do the the 100 of 2021. That sounds way easier because it <laughs> really is like, okay, who are the world champions? Like, you know, it really is like we can just plug in the top stars and work our way down. This is grabbing guys who wrestled for 10 years, guys who wrestled for 40 years, guys – I mean, the, what? The Rock wrestled for seven, but look what he did. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. Like, there's so many different criteria that it makes it hard to do one a 100 for the entire history of wrestling. Oh, I, dude, how do we not have, uh what's his
1: name, Frank Gotch in here? What are we doing? Bleedies, we also have Sonic Geno's drive-thru that is open tonight with two bump clips, Bleedies. Caleb Proxton, yeah. baby. So we'll be watching those before we go. Uh, what song do you want to hear during
2: break, bleedies? Well, I know that we mentioned Tyla Spider Fiend as like a joke, but now it's
1: kind of like that makes sense to hear, especially after watching Ruby Soho steal that car. I love it, Fletius. We're gonna hear Tyla Spida Fiend featuring White Sax and Hambino, my two favorite artists. And look at this beautiful face we get to come back to. Kayla Braxton. W- what happened to her? She looks like Lisa Turtle now. She's turning white. Kayla, get healthy. You're hanging out with Heyman too much. She's getting the rub too much, Fleeties. All right, let's hear High Riser. I'll pick a song as well. We might even hear a third one. We'll come back. We'll run down Dynamite. We'll watch CM Punk bleedies. We'll find out. Uh, we'll try to theorize what Matt Hardy looks like if that shirt wasn't on him. He might look worse than Jericho.
2: But he knows he knows to hide it. That's what I love about Matt Hardy is that he's wrestled in that kind of for several years. And it's like a big deal. when he, You know when Jeff takes the shirt off, the chicks still go, woo luckily for matt he kind of knows i'm gonna leave this shirt on and uh when i feel really good about my body i'm gonna take this shirt off and the
1: chicks are gonna go and we'll still be adding names to this throughout the night ladies i'll be asking your thoughts on other names you added to your list so this isn't over either it is twfs 100 night and the start of a twfs 100 era it sounds like from this workload Bleedies go to subscribe star you're on there Subscribestar.com slash You and Geezy do Tuesday and Thursdays live. And Tuesdays is hashtags and headlines. And that goes up on Subscribestar to download. It's live and free on Trovo, of course. Then Bleedies is live Thursday with his wrestling discussion. So tomorrow's when you're live on Trovo, you're going to be doing the TWFS 100 Deep dive again, huh? You're going to be reflecting on tonight. It's going
2: to be the fallout from All Out. I love it that they said that tonight on on Dynamite and I might just say that for all. That's what the new name of my my podcast is. Yes, yeah, The Fallout from All Out. We're just we can't stop gushing about Darby Allin. So yes, absolutely. I already I already cued it up. I know that the people want to talk. There's so much to talk about. Braun for Glory coming this October to Impact Wrestling. So yeah, we're going to go through this 100. And oh my gosh, Kevin, we forgot Braun Strowman. What are we going to do? Braun
1: Strowman, he's making 30k a fucking booking we on on money alone he wins the game i (laughs) like to play things like humankind and civilization 6 he did the money victory ladies while you're on substar go to subscribestar.com slash twfs and download the companion for that shitty SummerSlam that happened the day after the awesome cm punk thing ladies i do companions for all these pay-per-views aew and wwe they go up for download on subscribestar if you want to experience them live Subscribe Star is still how you do that, Vleeties, because when you sync, integrate your substar with Discord, you get access to the Tan Zone. All right, here's High Riser. I'll play more songs and come back, but Vleetis, you send us to break. The whole fucking show, you don't
2: want to miss this, but we're going to break.
0: Do you remember when we super kicked you right in the face?
3: that's a fly rhymer Black Mamba Kobe Bryant Young High Riser when you catch that buzz They want to high fire Start low Bandwagon trying to vibe Roger. And when you reach the top, they want to box you in the you your shit. I heard so much, I felt like I was Robinson. I got to outscore score, Vince, Thinking and Robin I'm trying to win a chip, I ain't got Thinking and Robinson. I am the franchise on some rockin' shit. Can't lose my tumble, he was in the post, blocking that bleed, he's boxing out. He was on his Dennis Robin shit. I kick it to the top, and Tyler fade, about to knock it in. I'm cool, I couldn't tell you what the problem been. And I'm the dude that got the good shit. You want to stop with him? Bang flash if rappers wanna call my name fast I leave you a memorial right there in the stained glass I mean that, got purple and green in my rogue game rat Put me on the song of King Fallen, going apes fast Ham who got a great verse and a haze bag Wouldn't and see smoke from the same stash. No lie. At twenty-four was a fly flyer. Black mamba, copy bright, young high rise. No lie. At twenty-four was a fly flyer. Black mamba, copy bright, young high rise. No lie. At twenty-four was a fly runner. Black mamba, copy bright, young high rise. No lie at at 24, I was a fly rama Black mama, Kobe Bryant, Young High Rise No lie At 24, I was a desperate man Melvin West with
1: chest on Jim and Lane Light receipts don't keep like 19 Built a lot of sympathy on a lot of broken dreams Shy down the bean your team. Mamie Lee sing on rock fan 3 Fights in the streets of a lost pierce sheets Rooftops drown as the great Lakes sweep News too weak for a Gemini's heat Beds with wheels allow boyfriends sleep Four, four sweets turn fantasies mean When the cookies come off burnt with greed, times the weed No applause abog- from me, I said, the least I Was fifteen. Out was 15. I was about I can't keep up anymore. I, about to I, about to I at a pencil. I, I, I
3: about send emails. I about me so, what four I months be. later? No, twenty four was a fly round. Black Mamba, young high rises. 24 was a fly rhyme Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant Young High Rise up. No lie, and 24 was a fly rhyme Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant Young High Rise up. No lie, and 25 was a fly rhyme Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant Young High Rise The head of getting high, we call it Escalade She ain't talking about the chicks, body
0: up Fuck another damn favor. She a thot, so therefore I can't save her. All this game around me, going To pay me for the damn labor. I'm with my hitters, I'm worried 'bout the damn labor, bitch. I'm on my grind, and bitch I ain't no damn scared. College spotted the we all weed up in different players. Turned up to the max, screaming, fuck a hater. Oh shit, there we go again. And he pull up in his bands and he's bringing all his friends. hit, hit, hit up on get up off my dick Cause I damn, I
3: ain't getting paid Get back to the crib, guarantee I get laid. Just a young baby, getting chipped. If you hit, hit, hit up on you, get up off my dick No lie, at 24 I was a fly around Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, young high rise No lie, at 24 I was a fly around Bright bright young was a round. young I don't care. I genuinely let me tell you
1: something. I love the fact that there's little or no fan interaction this day and age. I'm like a pig in S word. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. I've never been happier. And when all the crowds come back, I'm going to be miserable. Okay. If you think I'm miserable now, just you wait until all the crowds come back. (laughs) I only care about winning as does cash. As does Dax, as does Sean, as does Tully, as does Warden. We care about getting the winner's purse and we care about getting the gold and proving we are the best professional wrestlers in the world. Not not the best Ooh, look at me. I'm 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 performing for you. I I perform for no one. I don't I don't put on an MJF outfit, you know, the the night before a show and prance through the curtain. This is not a costume, nor is it a costume for anybody else in the pinnacle.
0: it's just a shame and that's all i could leave but i won't go it'd be easier i know i can't feel a thing from my
3: head down
0: to my toes but why does it always seem to be me looking at you you looking at me it's always the same it's just a shame that's all turning me on One bite. Living with you is just.
1: i be close to 50 already. We're building this list up like no problem. I already put Tessa on. Is that okay? I know. I've been saying no to a lot of weird ones. And then I still want Tessa. I should have started with China to work in Tessa. But Bleedies is the first female world heavyweight champion enough for you to be on the 100 greatest of all time. Or do you want her on the reserves for now?
2: I kind of hate to be toxic masculinity misogynist, but... What, like for some reason, I don't, I didn't write any women's names down. I think you convinced me to write Rowdy Ronda Rousey, but that's only because I wrote Rowdy uh, Rowdy Piper. So it was a little bit like, oh, are we doing females? Because that that almost changes it. Because I, I don't know. It almost makes me think differently
1: about what I'm what I'm judging on. Well, so, ladies, China's on. I mean, it doesn't have to be. If we don't have to include females to include China. China was the intercontinental champion She wrestled men She's basically a guy even though she squashed girls We know why Triple H left her We know what she looks like We know what he is China was before his time And China's in the top 100 right I would make an argument
2: for China I can make an argument for Tessa Is that the criteria You have to win a man's belt Wait wait you're not
1: sure You just make an argument You're putting China with Tessa Where they're kind of equally eligible to you
2: uh yeah china china a trailblazer for what she was i just don't i don't know like let's watch a china match you know let's watch her versus billy Gunn. no thanks
1: yeah we all did it was the biggest time in the world and she was a big reason why she was shooting shirts out of a bazooka we loved that girl we all watched china matches ladies this ain't the top 100 work rates we're trying to well really? and actually since you bring that up i did put a question mark next to one name mr perfect kurt henry really I know I want Tessa on, but let's get <laughs> let's get Mr. Perfect off first. No, Mr. Perfect might be on, huh? Isn't he like the top mid-carder ever? Is that what he's known as? He makes everyone look great. Didn't Roddy Piper like fighting him? Didn't he sell big? Oh, my God. You want to go big? You might want to put Mr. Perfect on. Ladies, <laughs> he could put a basketball in a hoop without looking. He had the greatest but... big nets, some great promos. He is a legend. What do you think?
2: It's Vignettes, it's promos, and it's in the ring. Like, when I, yeah. when you go yeah. back to that time, even him and Hogan can have good matches. Like, he really was this worker in the ring. And, it, like, you hear Bret Hart, you ask him who his favorite opponent was, and he'll say Mr. Perfect. Shawn Michaels will say the same thing. People liked working with him. And although he is a big muscular guy, he's not immobile like some of these other guys. So, I think if he didn't get hurt around that ninety one ninety two 92 era, he might have had a completely different career. Like, when he was managing Ric Flair, as entertaining as that was, it still was like, well, we kind of want wrestler, Mr. Perfect. Like, this is a weird – why are you a manager now? It, it wasn't – the. I mean, Meltzer wasn't tweeting at that time, so we didn't have all the news. We had to pay for it. And and I was one years old. But either way, like, I go back and watch – when you watch WrestleMania's 1 through 20, uh, like the, the VHS box that I had of 1 through 14 – I always had this huge appreciation for Mr. Perfect. Now, his era in
1: WCW was bullshit, but that's, that's for another time. Ladies, I did remove Tessa and Sid for now. I tried to sneak Sid on quick, too, without even bringing it up, but I felt guilty. So, Gino, those are reserves for now. Tessa, first women world champion. Sid, Justice, one of the top five big men of all time. Is that enough for a hundred list? But, Vleeties trying to stay it on. I better hear some great names. I'm not talking about, like, Bruno, Bruno San Martino ain't even on yet, ladies. We're WWE loyalists. We love the WWF. I'll put him on uh, this list. But Luthez is not going to replace China, ladies. Or Kevin Nash.
2: No, we're going to keep Luthez off for now. I mean, honestly, he had one of the greatest moves ever. But Stone Cold made it better. Like, just the Thez press... What a weird move. I mean, it made more sense when Fabulous Moolah did it. Like, it didn't really become an impressive move until fucking Austin starts raining down punches on people. And you took Sid off. I'm, I don't know. I kind of think Sid is top 100. He seems, for a big man, some of the matches that he had, I watched him wrestle El Higante at WCW, and it was better than El Higante and Undertaker. So I got to give him credit where I can
1: Say no more, Bleedy. Sid is on. You remember his pyro. Sid was the greatest. He was the man. He was the master and ruler of the world. He was the master of the power bomb. This guy had a powerbomb versus powerbomb fight once, Vlietes. You weren't there. You were dead. Vlietes, let's check in with Gino's drive through He has been keeping our reserves going, so we owe him this. Also, we sent money for these videos. I don't know which one's more important, but this one had a timestamp that started with Kayla's face. So we're going to start with the great <laughs> Kayla Braxton. Let's see. She looks like she's on her period. Let's hear what her voice sounds like on her period and if she can be nice, even though she's on her period. Clearly, here we go.
3: And the head of the table and the universal champion, Roman Reigns. What the
1: fuck? Look at him, please. CM Punk. CM Punk. This guy looks so cool. Why is he staying at China's crib? That's where China had a black eye and she was making juices he has a nice blender at least is that her shower in the background where she filmed that psycho scene where she faked her death with ketchup that was real her manager killed her i saw him in the reflection ladies look at the best in the world roman reigns it does seem
2: like he's got the zoom like he's on zoom and he's got just the random background that you can grab but for some reason it's a shower i'm not sure what this is i love it though and He does look like he is super high, and that's why he's got these shades on, my friend.
1: Yeah, it looks like he's either on a porch that has, like, shower walls as uh, (laughs) the— or he's in the shower with a curtain closed. Like, he's in the shower itself doing (laughs) his—it's his vocal booth. That shower looks so fucking hot and steamy and comfy. Let's take a listen to your favorite and my favorite, better than CM Punk, better than Kenny Omega, head of the chief, Roman Reigns.
3: Thank God! Wow. Hello. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. morning. How y'all doing? We're great. You're looking great in your Shady Ray shades. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here. You had a half on the, one half the weekend, uh, to say the least. So uh, are how doing? are you feeling coming off of perhaps one of the biggest victories of your, and of your career? And CM Punk.
1: What are we doing? Uh, I feel like
0: as I should, right? I, it's, it wasn't no surprise to me. But I, I spoke my truth. I went out and delivered, um, you know, took action on the on the words that I put out there and, and what I was manifesting. That's
1: right, Bleedies. You tried to deny CM Punk and Daniel Bryan spots on the Mount Rushmore. Well, they're going to be on the top 100.
2: Oh, they're on the 100 for sure, as is this Roman Reigns. And I'm looking at his sunglasses, like the reflection. It almost looks like I can see the desert. Like this looks like where Darby Allen, dr- or where Sting drug Darby Allen in a body bag.
0: And, uh, you know, did what, what I always do. I go out there and win. I defend. Uh, I and I see
1: his feet up in this. He should have his feet up in the reflection of his glasses. Bare feet. The nice ocean in the back. Represent
0: my family and keep us on a pedestal above everybody else.
1: I see well, him. His feet are you, up. Well, once I see him. again
0: for joining us. Before we get into any more in-ring talk, let's talk about your partnership <clears throat> with Shady Rays. as you can...
1: Thank you so much, Gino, for telling us about that partnership with Shady Rays. That's why he had those awesome sunglasses on, bleedies.
2: I want people to know that, yeah, Roman Reigns does wear Shady Rays, but so do Kevin and I. And look, we do this at night. We're not wearing them now. But if you go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code TWFS100,
1: you get free shipping. We started Dynamite with CM Punk is here tonight. How exciting. But then we got Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. And bleedies, this Discord I was in didn't get it. Ayako's complaining. She's like, oh, this was their chance. CM Punk fans are tuning in. And this is the match. Of course it is, Bleedys. Orange Cassidy is one of our biggest hot young stars. He's more over than Jungle Boy, but they're both equally important in the long term. But Orange Cassidy's a meme. He's a hit. He's a stud. And people love his shin kicks. And Matt Hardy's a legend, Bleedys. He might be on the TWFS 100. I know his brother is. I'm putting Jeff Hardy on right now, but Jeff Hardy's brother is a great way to start your dynamite, ladies. I like this match.
2: Their friend Shannon could have been on the hundred as well. We forgot him, but this match was awesome. Now I don't know if it's the I was doing dishes, so I didn't have to do anything else while I was watching this. Uh, I just you know dishes, obviously, but I could just iPad head watching this. I love the kick and the delete. I it just seemed like a fun way to start dynamite where everyone's bitching about, or what's the other one called? WWE, every show starts with, so at SummerSlam, I had a match. Like, we get it. People talk. I like that AEW opens it with with a fight or with a match, and that match happens to be one guy going, delete! And the other guy kicking his shin, and the entire crowd, like, even behind them, there was a bunch of dudes wearing, like, sunglasses, like, everybody's in the Orange Cassidy bit. It was just really fun. It was a fun way to start the show. So, I don't know, I guess maybe, like, I guess if you're if you're trying to win over the CM Punk fans, I don't think the CM Punk fans want to see
1: guy come out and talk about what happened last night CM Punk can't wait to beat this guy in a pool match or whatever Jericho did one of those <laughs> orange pool matches we're gonna have extra chlorine in there this time after all that piss in there bleedies and the delete by Matt Hardy the the shin kick by Orange Cassidy back and forth as they did it it got faster the pace built up and it fit even though Orange Cassidy's not supposed to pick up pace it was still a lazy enough shin kick how does Iko not love these? How can any wrestling fan not love him? It when I first saw him at the Casino Battle Royale on the first event, Felities, uh, the first pre-show, the first buy-in, I thought he was making fun of this kicky generation, and I support that.
2: Matt Hardy comes from the trampoline generation, so like he's got he's got to understand. There's a hustle here. He died. He had his hair dyed white and started doing delete. Maybe at one time, him and Val Venus were on the roads together, and they were like. This isn't real professional wrestling. Like maybe they were doing that together. But I really looked at, I look at Orange Cassidy as somebody who's trying to do something unique, trying to do something different. And
1: Matt Hardy's got to respect something like that. And Matt Hardy did the pockets bit. He put his hands in his pockets, but pulled out money. I liked that. The crowd liked that. Orange Cassidy ends up winning. Also with the kicks, no one sells them. It's not like he goes out there and lazy kicks and people are taking back bumps. They look at him like, what are you doing? Which is exactly what Aiko's thinking, so she should love it. She's in on it. She's a part of the bitch. She's the other guy. She's the straight man. After this match, Alistair Black talks shit. He says Cody's an idiocracy. Then Y2J comes up, ladies. He's so fit. He's been doing DDP psycho, not just yoga. He's been doing DDP yoga extreme psycho. And also that other one, the, what was that second one called on there? Something about balance. It's still a psycho one. And he, co- and also it might've been just the Matt Hardy image in my mind. Did Jericho look fit? Cause I just saw Matt Hardy.
2: Jericho looked good, but he always looks good when he's wearing a jacket and Jordans. Like when he's dressed, he looks very good. And even when he's posting pictures on Instagram, it's like, he looks jacked. But for some reason, whenever he's in the ring wrestling, you kind of start. Maybe it's because he's breathing heavy. There's just something about the motions where it's like, oh, no. But I don't know. He's 50. I give it to him. I don't give
1: a shit. I'm loving his dog tags. Who's going to steal them? And maybe and not just steal, but rip him off his neck when he's already hurt and then hold them up. And then he wears them. MJF is going to wear those dog tags after Jericho retires, huh?
2: Maybe that's where this is all going. It's all going to MJF's. going to wear the dog tags like I ret- Who killed
1: Jericho? I did. I can't wait. Jericho says he'll give up his career to face MJF. So it's all set up. If Jericho loses, he's done. MJF interrupts and says, this is embarrassing. When you brought me up, I was just thinking, leave me alone. That was like Colcabana and us ty- ladies. When Colt Cabana was like stalking me. And all I wanted was to buy a shirt. And he refunded me like 18 times a day just so I'd be in his life. I got rich off it, but I don't like that Jew. And Mo- not Mox. Uh, Mox was the jacket Jericho had on. What would you think of that Mox jacket? But MJF wants Jericho to leave him alone. Did they end up agreeing to the match? Is this official, and when is the match?
2: The match is at all out. It's teased as Jericho. If he loses, he's never going to wrestle again. I think he's going to win. He's like, what, 0-3? Like MJF? MJF has just come off as so stale for me in this whole thing. Uh, it's almost like, you know, oh, cool, he
1: can talk, great. Then that damn bell drink. Jim Ross and- spoiled it, ladies. He said Jericho's starting his broadcast career if he loses, which I already thought because I'm a smart. And Jim Ross inadvertently spoiled it all.
2: And there's just, But where? There's so many fucking guys on Rampage. They're, they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to make it a little bit smaller because having four guys on that announced team, they're not going to have four guys on Dynamite. Or fuck it, maybe they will. Maybe they're just like, hey, we want to have a panel. We want to get every different, we want to every perspective that we can you get. You had a
1: tryout? And I, maybe that's what they're going for. Liam from YouTube, cast a flex spell. Thank you so much, Liam from YouTube. He's on YouTube, bleedies. His name on there is just Liam. There's no from anything else. That's his home base. And bleedies, I think MJF might win. I could see Jericho wanting t- just to make this guy, put him over as much as possible. Why would you let him beat up, beat you three times to then have the last note be you winning? MJF is going to best this old fuck again, huh? There's a very strong possibility.
2: I like. I think it's just one of those, when you look back at how long this has been going on and all the things they've all done together, we're at that point now in the rivalry where it's like, we fucking got it. Like, we're there. <laughs> we, we've already seen it all. This
1: needs to stop. We see the Varsity Bros backstage, ladies, and they have a high school cheerleader who looks like she has a gun to her back. Like, Brian Pillman Jr.'s got a knife, like, to her spine. Just stand here until we fuck you after this. They're grooming her, I assume. Some high school cheerleader in uniform. Uh, did she do her homework, Fleeties? Is it summer vacation? I don't even know what day it is anymore. This poor girl, she's stuck in the wrestling business at her age. You know what that means. It's Wednesday. <laughs> and she,
2: she looks, like, very young. I don't know how old she is. I don't know if she trained at uh, Sean Spears Flatpaks uh, Wrestling School in tampa but there definitely is like why is she on here and even them these guys telling me once again hey we're the number one ranked tag team in aew i've never seen them win i've never seen them win a match whenever i watch darker or, or elevation they're not on it so i don't know how these guys are so undefeated and so number one and i don't know why ftr is not
1: involved i don't oh, know why Stan Vleetys, George- did you see what happened to him I, did, I had no idea FDR had this injury, the, the useless one. really, the one, the one with hair. They showed this tonight. He had his arm ripped off. What the hell? I This was apparently a month ago, and I was so concerned when I saw the video tonight. Was this on one of those Friday Dynamites? No, it was on a regular
2: Dynamite. They had their big like, blow-off match, and I don't know if they changed the ending or whatever, but there was one moment where you can kind of see... They're trying to scramble, like, what do we do now? Because Dawson just kind of won with, like, a suplex. And it was, like, you know, it was, like, a a 1950s wrestling match. And then they very quickly showed Dawson, or whatever his fucking name is, Scott Dawson goes to the outside, and they just kind of show Cash. They show Cash's arms all covered in blood. And it's, like, what the fuck happened out there? And then Santana and Ortiz are kind of laying in the ring, like,
1: We lost, dudes. We need a rematch. This was like 127 hours, ladies. The part that (laughs) ripped was that nerve that made the camera do a high shriek noise when we were watching that movie. That's his nerve that ripped off. That's why he has no feeling in his finger.
2: I didn't realize that. So this is a very intense injury. I I must have took the headphone out for one second or got a phone call. I've been getting a lot of phone calls from a Cincinnati area code. My wife says it's a debt collector. I think it's Sean Moxley. But either way, I'm excited to see these guys run it back. I like. I think that Santana and Ortiz are the most incorrect. Oh, you used... would,
1: you would sit through that, ladies. Wait, are you talking about Hollywood Blondes? Because the Lucha Bros defeated the Hollywood Blondes, and you just said you wanted a rematch.
2: Yeah, I need a rematch. I want to see Griff Garrison get his comeuppance. <laughs> He's really, really fucking great. Although I do enjoy. I like uh, Death Triangle. I like the uh, the Lucha Bros. Like I. I think, I just, we feel like every time we do an all-in or an all-out,
1: let's run it back. Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. The Hollywood Blondes had to remind us they're number one, and Vlietes hated it, but it was so Lucha Bros could beat them. And then, wait, yeah, then the Jurassic Express came out, Vlietes, and they stared down the Lucha Bros, because they're fighting Friday, and the winner of that gets to lose to the Bucks. And, you know, the Bucks had to come out and be mean with the good brothers, and Jurassic Boy jumped on them, so... They got, a, they got a taste of their own medicine. They like to do high spots, and now they got one. Ed Bleedies, look at my notes here. All I wrote was Red Velvet versus Jamie Hayter. I really have to make better notes. What happened in this match,
2: Bleedies? This was kind of a weird match. It felt like Jamie Hayter was dominating. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Jamie Hayter was definitely dominating the match. And then, <laughs> and, and then they went to commercial. And they came back and Red Velvet kind of started to look like she was getting some momentum. Clothesline, line. The match was over. It was very sudden. And then Statlander came out afterwards. And I don't know. I was like, I'm not really as Chris Statlander guy. So I guess they're building up Statlander versus Dr. Britt Baker,
1: DMD. I hate Red Velvet. Then, ladies, we got CM Punk with Tony Schiavone. And I didn't think this crowd cared enough till they saw him. Like the song hit and that's when we scream. But these people don't know. But then when he walked out, they couldn't help it. They couldn't hold it in anymore. And then Jim Ross was saying he loves pro wrestling because of moments like this. So basically, these moments without vanilla midgets, Bleedies. He likes when, like, a John Cena does it. He's in the bubble. He thinks CM Punk is a quail.
2: And this – so maybe the crowd had that moment of when the music hit and he didn't walk out. Maybe we were all expecting – I mean, I had that – maybe that moment was in my head where – Is he going to get attacked backstage? Like, is Danny Garcia going to beat up CM Punk? Like, what's going to happen? Maybe he gets taken out by the men of the year, but they frame Darby and make Darby look like the villain. Something to spice up their match at All Out. Maybe, Maybe Darby can try and convince us that CM Punk's father was a drunk. So, like, I don't know. There was all these things that were like, why is the crowd not reacting? What's going on? Like, maybe they saw something I didn't see. But then when he came out, I was kind of like, Disappointed that the crowd wasn't like Like they were more excited to see Orange Cassidy I don't know it just wasn't They weren't like in for CM Punk This night I think they were
1: distracted By Tony Schiavone's pink pants What the hell was going on with these Pink pants they were like a trend We saw Tony Schiavone in pink pants because he shit Himself and these were the only pants Tony, uh, Tony Khan had as backups And wardrobe here put on these And then later Don Callis came out in the same Pink pants so I don't know who's a Bigger heel right now Vlity, CM Punk teased the return of Daniel Bryan During this promo I'm trying to find just a raw upload of the promo And it's all Daniel Bryan clips cut out So let's watch this one first Here's CM Punk tonight People love this moment It's like uploaded a million times Holy that's shit. somebody else's shtick,
3: and you might just be, need to be a little bit more patient, okay?
1: You see Punk was talking about how he first came out on AEW, and he said, Britt Baker's name first. And he said, that's how you get people over. And I agreed, but then he came out tonight, and he's just saying a bunch of bums, like Phoenix, and I'm like, okay, don't get them over. Like, he thinks he's getting people over right now. That's why he's making big eyes while he says it. But when he said this deep right thing, I felt the same thing. Now I see through him. I know what he's doing, but it worked. Look, I scroll down. It's nothing but this clip over and over again. People can't wait for Debry. Is he going to debut in his hometown? Is it going to be uproarious? Is he going to be in Aberdeen,
2: Washington? Like, Are they going to do a show there? Uh, but, no, I, I do think Daniel, like, I like that he did that because, you know, we're all thinking it, and then he seems like that guy who does things and then goes to the back and is like, what? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows anyway. Like, he's not going to get in trouble for that anyway. But – I don't know. I kind of like that moment. Yeah, and the moment where Man he starts per- naming off, sorry sorry—when <laughs> he starts naming the the new talent, where he does start saying like, you know, Phoenix and Penta, it almost didn't fit the what he was saying. So for me, it was a little like odd. Like, is he just naming guys again? Like, kind of like what you're saying. How, what do we? What do we do to get the young talent over? Have CM
1: Punk just say their names in a row? <laughs> right, right. Just say their name next. Can you say my name next promo, Max Caster? <laughs> hey, I'm getting us suspended next week. Can you say my name? I want people to know that I exist. I'm
2: live on pay-per-view. Oh,
1: All right. Tony Schiavone feels like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh with those pink pants on. What you you the were fuck out is going on with him? Fans are glad you were about- he tucks his dick, doesn't he? Tony Schiavone tucks his dick. He has his fat pubic fat. Sticking the out. one
0: thing that brought you back in the ring,
1: here. he's the villain in Ace Ventura 1. He has a poke out the back of his pink pants right now. You see his little turtle head. (laughs) He said he couldn't hear him, bleedy. It's because the crowd's so loud. I can tell you that. And then Tony Schiavone went, yeah, I hear that. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I want all that and more. But this man here needs to ask a question. What's the one thing, more than any, that
0: brought
2: you back? After all these years not
0: being... All
1: the singing classes are paying off, ladies. Tony Schiavone can still do that voice. Maybe it was
2: CM Punk telling everyone to be quiet. Maybe it was Tony asking for the third time. It really felt like, look, we we rehearsed this. There's something we have to do tonight. And then it kind of didn't lead to anything,
1: like, I don't know, important. Oh, you're a hater. Look at you. You like SummerSlam more now. With oh, us in the ring. Remember remember, Damian Priest? That was great. <laughs> Look, he's got him in the palm of his hand. <laughs> <inaudible> Listen to it, ladies. You hate it. CMO, 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 CMO. <inaudible> Somebody over here said it. It's Penta El Cerro Miedo.
3: It's Ray Phoenix.
1: It's Brian Pillman Jr. It's Jungle Boy. All right, we wasted two rubs right there. I mean, Penta, sure. We don't need Ray Phoenix. Jungle Boy deserves one. And I don't even remember the fourth name. It might as well have been Ricky Starks It was such a useless name. Vlietes, why isn't he saying Abaddon? Why
2: isn't he saying Ricky Starks or Powerhouse Hobbs? He should just come out with the list of Jericho and just read all the names. If that's how we're going to get everyone over. And how do you say Brian Pillman Jr. and not
1: Griff Garrison? If I'm Griff Garrison, we riot. I did love that CM Punk sign in Chicago on Friday. If CM Punk shows up, we riot. Like, it's the- <laughs> so we can't win. Whether he's here or not, we're destroying this fucking place. But before all those young names, there's one guy. Kenny Omega. Here's the confusing part where he won't tell us the guy. I guess we should have known Darby. Vlity's knew Darby. He knew Ruby Soho was going to steal a car two days before the video went up. So you know what he's talking about, but I'm dumb. I'm thinking Tony. (laughs) They're saying Darby. They know. I'm a mock.
3: So I'm going to go ahead and retire. I
1: thought he was going to wrestle Tony. Voice of the voiceless, because I don't need to be that anymore. This place has a voice, and there's people back there that listen. That's a very important bullet point, Bleedys, if you need one. If you need something to take from this promo, voice of the voiceless was a necessary thing, and it isn't anymore. Because his effect has already been uh, made. It's happening, and it'll grow with or without. We have a voice now. He gave it to us. And this is,
2: I mean, and it's it makes sense. Like when he when he even said on Friday, like I left I left Ring of Honor in two thousand five, and now I'm making my return to wrestling in twenty twenty one because he views his time in WWE as that's that's sports entertainment. That wasn't him as a wrestler. So I like that he at least references that. I like that he brings that up because as much as we love WWE, clearly he never really fit the mold. Even though he was the fucking WWF champion for 400 fucking days. And I had to watch that. I had to watch him and Ryback in a Hell in a Cell match. So, yeah, there, there definitely is, like, like, I understand what he's saying. And I agree. Where it does seem like Tony and AEW, they're such marks that they're reading Twitter like, are we trending? They're reading the dirt sheets like, what do Meltzer say? Like, they care so much where Vince is like,
1: who the fuck is Dave Meltzer? CM Punk greets the crowd on the way out bleedies and he stops short right here because he sees a hardcore shirt and he's so impressed by this hardcore shirt is that like a CM Punk shirt that's hard to find or is that like a band CM Punk likes either way grow up CM Punk you're married now get some tattoo remover and share it with Cody it's time to not be a punk anymore the new punks are conservatives in 2021 No, Punk's a libtard.
2: We've seen the tweets. We know know who he is, and that's what everyone loves this guy. So we get it. You guys love Chicago. You guys love Lift the Bridges Up. Block Black Lives Matter in the
1: city. Just let them riot. We know Chicago. Thank you, Lori Lightfoot. You're great. After CM Punk leaves, Miro has another backstage promo. Can he just cut these from his Twitch chair on a webcam? Because he's a fat, lazy fuck. I can understand one or two of these, but 11 in a row? Get an ankle injury. What did you say, Vladees? Who's he fighting? I would remember, but it was just another one of these things. He's fighting Eddie Kingston, and
2: I actually do enjoy uh, Miro a lot. I know that he does this every week, it seems. God's favorite champion. And maybe it's because I'm religious, and I think that this is the greatest gimmick in wrestling right now. He's like Mordecai, but actually intimidating. (laughs) And I don't know. I'm excited for him versus Eddie Kingston. I wish it was him versus Eddie Edwards. And I never
1: thought I would say that. You like Miro's gimmick more than the Wingmen? He should be in the Wingmen. And Kip oh. Sabian should just lead them all. I, t- I have a different creative vision. Miro's still a gamer on my Dynamite. And Bleedie's after Miro's promo that you loved. Uh, we have Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, and Mox against the Wingmen. Just a quick note on the entrance music. Are you liking Wild Thing yet? I loved it tonight. And I love that Where Is My Mind tonight with Orange Cassidy. It worked, he's been rehearsing. He's been walking out to it. He's doing it perfectly now.
2: Joy, the Orange Cassidy entrance is awesome. It's it's better than his original song. And I guess the Mox thing is growing on me. Like, it is. Like, having that, having uh, the wild thing and the crowd getting into it, it makes it fun. They definitely knew that live crowds were going to help that entrance. They they love the Judas. They love everyone singing that song. You know, it's fun, and people want that. So, I, I like Moxley coming out. I think it made moxley he is going through some sort of a body transformation with his hair uh he's i don't know if it's because he became a dad but he just doesn't look like the same remember him and the wife beater in wwe remember that guy (laughs) this is not the same
1: guy remember him with the ketchup and mustard in wwe wrestler of the decade (laughs) i remember that i stand by my wrestlers of the decade Mr. Young Bucks, Tag Team of the Decade over here. Still Tag Team Champs, baby. My brother loved that story. He goes, I thought, he, he, said, he told me, I think Bleedies is the type that would love the Young Bucks. I go, he picked him as Tag Team of the Decade and he's hated them ever since. <laughs> so it's been this weird crisis in your life where you don't want to accept that you are what Jim thinks you are. A, a Marks mark. Ladies, it's important to note, Mox is on this right now. I don't know where he went. There he is. He's in the third row. Mox is on the TWFS 100. That's what this is. And this is our unofficial uh, draft that we're going to be presenting. 100 names. We're going to present it to the Discord before midnight tonight. And then they get to tear it apart. They're going to ask where Ernest Miller is. They're going to give their own presentations. Rezo, I want your 100. And I want you to give reasons on all of them. But, ladies, we know why Mox is there. Wrestler of the Decade 2010s. I mean, come on. This guy suffered through the machines and had the, the grit CM Punk didn't to keep going. And when Mox left, it wasn't for AEW. He was going to start his own trampoline federation like the Hardy Boys. He didn't give a fuck. He was uh, paging Shane Helms. They were ready to start their own thing. Then, Tony Khan sold him mox is jaded like punk. You remember
0: when we super kicked you right in the face i
1: think that's a flex mox is jaded like punk so he needed some uh money and coercion and what an important wrestler ladies even before he debuted in wwe the girls loved him he was an indie darling what's kind of weird when he was in
2: czw like he's this handsome man he looked like dawson from dawson's creek and now he's getting his head sawed off by the necro butcher like what who why are you doing this mox you don't need to do this he really wanted Amy smart to be yelling mocks from the sideline like he's in varsity blues. So he did have this awesome comeuppance. He had a great uh, feud with William Regal and, and FCW, which I don't know if anyone else has seen Gino seen it, you know, go to Gino for, for information and yeah, him in WWE, even though Vince was like, you know, it's such good shit. Damn it. And he did everything he could to make us hate mocks. We all loved him. Like, and, and he's probably one of the only wrestlers that since he's left WWE, I almost forget Dean Ambrose. I mean, it's John Moxley. He rules.
1: They're both going on the list here. And I have three McFoleys. Bleedy, four of them, actually. Ladies, Vader, there's a swell for Vader in the chat from you Rizzo and Spliff McGee. So they have are definitely on this list. They're, Vader is not... Vader, Rizzo, and Spliff are all on the list. They are not reserves. Gino. Also, I just heard a sound effect, Vleetis. It's a flex spell that won't show up in my alerts. But I saw a flex spell from, I think it was Irvin, Vledes. Uh, it looks like it was from
2: Irvin. Yeah, Irvin826. He cast a flex spell. Thank goodness. And I don't know. Like, I don't mean to be this guy. But Vader... Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll put him on the hundred, but I mean, we're definitely talking about a guy in the nineties.
1: Oh, this sounds like a reserve already. All right. You know <laughs> what? Bleedies, your voice is just as loud as mine in this conversation, but so is Rizos and so is Spliff's. All right. Put him on the reserves, Gino. I really hope Gino's here tonight. I didn't even check, but if not, listen later, Gino, and get him on the reserves for me. Bleedies, this 100s coming together quicker than we ever thought. We're more than halfway there, and next week we're probably going to have a lot of hate mail from Rizzo. If Vader is stuck on the reserve still, then we'll find out. <laughs> Ladies on dynamite, the wingman, D- Dolph Ziggler's brother. Have you watched his comedy shorts yet? I have no. I heard this guy on
2: talk is Jericho, and I don't know what happened to him. Like I don't, and I, and I'm not trying to be like a like a jerk. I don't know if he has like a head injury or something, because even just listening to him talk. He almost sounds like he's doing a, a Teddy Hart impression.
1: Yeah, he's doing a bit all the time. Bits are complex, ladies. They're like jokes, but they last years. Bits are yeah. way better than jokes. Sorry.
2: He went on this podcast and he knew he knew he was gonna gonna talk like this the entire time. And every once in a while, I'll show some emotion, but I really, I, I, I that's not me. And when he was talking, I just was listening. Like, why are you talking like that? It was driving me nuts. He's talking about passion projects like he's being forced to, and I'm just looking at I'm looking at Jericho through the podcast. I'm looking at the image, going, "Why the fuck is this guy on your show?" And what a misleading, like, "Hey, Ryan Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler's brother, this is gonna be great." And it was like,
1: "Wow, now I know why Dolph is in the WWE, and this other guy's on Dark." <laughs> then we get a Kenny Omega and Don Callis promo in the ring. It's interrupted quickly by Christian. CM Punk too much took too much time. Uh, That's why he cut it off so early. He was already way over. Like you last night, ladies, at only an hour and 20 minutes. Remember that? We're way over. Oh, 80 minutes in? This whole community thinks you guys are pathetic right now, you and Geezy. Showing up for 90 minutes and acting like it was a favor? We showed up for 60 and we announced at the beginning it was
2: 60. So everything actually, that's what you have to do, Kevin. Set set them up for a certain amount and then
1: go over. It's like a treat. It's so easy, Bleedy Jack, like it's hard. Kenny Omega and Don Callis get interrupted by Christian, the Impact champ. You knew that. You watched that show. And Christian calls Don Callis you a know, carny, Gino. which is a compliment, but I guess on the show it's not. He called him a Carney again. And the crowd didn't chant Carney. They chanted the second part of the insult because Christian said, you're a Carney piece of shit. The crowd chanted piece of shit. And, oh, Tony Khan must have been getting emails from TNT. He must be DMing their Twitter. I'm so sorry. I'll talk to them Friday. So this won't ever happen again, I promise. There'll be no swear chance.
2: Yeah. It's, well, Tony's probably not getting out there at the beginning and letting everyone, like, hey, don't swear. He probably should have went out at this one. Like, hey, CM Punk's on the show, so when he comes out, will you, guys, will you guys just be hot. Make sure you guys are hot. We're really trying to sell this as, like, this is the biggest deal in wrestling history, so be hot. And, yeah, they really let him down on that front. And they also said, a uh, piece of shit.
1: Like, I've never heard that chanted before. Ladies, Gino sent us a clip from Dolph's brother. You, I know this because there's an HH in Malachi the corner. Malachi Black sent a TTS and says... Bring back the fucking three-hour Vladies episodes. Vladies doesn't think he can do it. That's the problem. He thinks it's hard, but when you're doing it, it's easy. When you're not doing it, it seems hard, huh, Vladies? But when you're doing it, you couldn't even stop. You said you were way over at an hour 20, and you were there for 20 more minutes trying to stop. So stop letting pre-show Vladies limit show Vladies, And just don't even limit yourself at all. And make the job second most important from now on. I don't want you to care about your family either. I want these shows three hours, Vladies. We need him at least six hours, why are we stopping at three? (laughs) Here is a Dolph Ziggler's Brother video from Being the Elite, let's take a look. And Bleedies hasn't seen this, he won't watch BTE. Alright. Ever. Not even the CM Punk ones. (laughs) This pool is in all of them with him. This is Tony's pool. What's HH? Oh, Alright. I don't even know what the HH is, I assume it's Hulk Hogan, but it can't be. How long was I going 47
0: seconds.
3: 47 seconds, a new record! Can I take off early tonight? No. While I was submerged, I had a vision. I had a vision that I was in a bird's nest in a tree.
1: He's doing a bit.
3: I was inside. He sounds like
1: going hard. What is he doing?
3: A bit. I'm safe, contained, and I started tap, 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 tapping against the shell, and the shell just barely cracked, and then it split, and then the sunshine came in, the oxygen came in, and I hatched. But I wasn't a bird, and I wasn't me. I was cream. You gotta lay off the cream and it reminded me that we're not all individuals we're all interconnected in this whole entire universe and we are all cream
1: there you go bleed another comedy st- sketch
3: is really sick
1: Let's Is try this to- what you jocks about jocks talk about at the gym when you try to make yourselves feel smart ladies I feel like this guy wishes he was a jock. He's trying so hard to be a
2: jock. Like, no jock puts HH on the camera in the corner of the screen. This guy's definitely artsy-fartsy. He's the one who made the the Me Too documentary. So, fuck this guy.
1: And, yeah, he can keep doing his own heart impression under the pool. The Hollywood hunk takes another dip because he's trying to hold his breath.
3: We get 48 seconds. Here we go.
1: How come his friend's not a champion? Look at his friend. He has the same tattoos as all our Two favorite wrestlers. It's and like his friend's right getting now. over, because even I'm like, what's this guy about? He must be a wingman. Vlidis, that was amazing. Is Dolph Ziggler or his brother on the TWFS 100? And what about Kofi Kingston? Uh, this is a name you wrote down, but I think it was an on-the-border name. I'm going to say Reserves, but I don't even know if he deserves that. I know you're not a Kofi guy
2: I because mean, you weren't watching like in 07, 08, 0, 09, 2010. He's so lying. there was this weird era of Kofi that I, you know, I, when he debuted, I was a fan of Kofi Kingston. He was on ECW, obviously an extremist, very hardcore. And I don't know. I liked him then. He had the Jamaican accent. I thought that was fun. SOS, awesome song. And I've just watched this guy grow. I mean, I've seen his whole wrestling career. And I've watched him grow and develop. And that Kofi Mania thing I thought was outstanding. And I don't know. It just seems like now here in 2021, it's, hey, we need to have a good good match. Let's get Kofi out there. I, I enjoy Kofi to a level where I think he's kind of earned that I am a top 100
1: guy. Ladies, where's my ECW representation? You're trying to sell me on New Day. There better be a Taz. I don't know. Is Taz going to be there? Because it's hard to remember how important he was, especially for the kids like Nathan Weller, who were dead then. Tyler wasn't even alive. Taz was like unbeatable. He was the most unbeatable guy, Bleedies. And he was the ECW champ, the FTW champ before that. And that Shane Douglas feud, I wish it never ended. It just got better every day it went on. Beat me if you can, survive if I let you. That was real bleedies until R V D smacked him and until Taz broke Kurt Angle's neck in his first match. He didn't throw him on the first part of the suplex. He did a, hold on, put him down, throw him again. He's too dangerous. The crowd might have freaked out for Taz in his debut, but Taz claims that's why he got buried. Because these wrestlers will find it, find any excuse. Like people liked me so much, they had to bury me. That makes sense. It's interesting <sighs> how many wrestlers convince themselves of that. But people did like him so much. Where is he on this? And if not Taz, which ECW guys deserve it? There. So
2: obviously, like a slam dunk ECW guy, Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Like that just makes sense immediately. Like when you think of what the, who the greatest wrestlers to come out of ECW, I like you automatic. You forget that he's an ecw guy and not just a one of the greatest wrestlers of all time now when you look at taz's like run in ecw it is worthy of a top 100 i think because here's this little company that was able to take this little guy and make him this extreme badass like shoot fighter And, and he didn't it didn't work for him in wwe completely but even his match with triple h like and I think he did end up getting hurt at some point. That's why he became a commentator full time. Okay. But it's, I still like Taz. Like you can't say there's still times you're going to go back and watch ECW and you're going to want to see what Taz did in ECW. I'm putting Taz
1: under Jeff Hardy. They're both on this list right now. Unofficial. Ladies, we go backstage on Dynamite. Mox is cutting a promo. I'm boycotting. I'm done with all Darby backstage promos on AW unless it's Darby, Allen, and, and Sepia tone. Uh, did i see darby already i I think i said something weird there but bleedies darby's the only one i want to see backstage miro and mox are in front of fences next to their tnt titles all the time what if we put all these backstage promos on dark that way we can get the big names on there and then they do something cool on dynamite
2: well we need to make sure we get the hollywood hunks on dynamite so it's really it's really tough like there's we got to make sure danny garcia's on dynamite so i know that we would like to have like more important wrestlers in matches but sometimes let's have them talk backstage. However, I am excited for Mox versus Kojima. Mm-hmm. Although it does feel like they were teasing. You had a tryout. Mox, they were teasing Mox versus Tanahashi, and then they fucking really slapped me in the dick with Kojima.
1: Vladi's crisscross duo, two hundred two cast a flex spell, and Charles Hamilton is in like solitary in Twin Towers in L.A., which is some awful prison apparently. Charles won't respond apparently. He's like mentally not responding to anyone. So he's going through a bad time, bleedies. And, and we're going to get uh, Chris Rivera, who is a Charles Hamilton superfan. We're getting him in the cult. I've been sending him creepy DMs on Twitter about how much I obsess over Charles Hamilton, just so he knows. I cry watching fault lines, just so he knows. And we're going to get Chris Rivera on here so we can all trash Wale together.
2: Well, even – so you do have this uh, healthy relationship with uh, Charles Hamilton. Like, I wouldn't know who he was if it was not for you. You had a tryout? Because he is, like, this underground rapper that was about to make it mainstream and then uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, I don't know. He really had a couple crazy interviews. So it really is interesting to see, like, that he never, ever really broke into that, that upper – like, he could have been a chingy. We all could have been a chingy.
1: <laughs> And at that time, he had the best single of them all. I'll take Brooklyn Girls over Chillin'. What the fuck was that song? Looking at, looking at, looking at me. Tell me how you're looking at, looking at me. Yeah, okay. Lady Gaga gave this guy the rub. Good for him. It's bullshit. I love that song. Oh my god. It was a beautiful time, Bleedies. Music couldn't be better than 2009. The XXL freshman class of 2008. He was the best of them all. And then Bruno Mars ruined B.O.B., but we all know that. So, Vlietes, the gun club was on Dynamite tonight, and they faced the factory. And QT gets beat. QT Marshall, he's in the factory. He got beat because Paul White was on commentary. And Paul White got up during the match to distract QT. Are you ready for this buy-in match on the pay-per-view? Is Paul White facing QT for free on YouTube? He's got to be right. There's no reason this is going to be on the fucking pay
2: per view. They really are trying, and I'm, it must be Cody. Somebody thinks we like we we want to see QT Marshall get beat up. We don't give a fuck. He doesn't really look like a wrestler. He comes out in bowling shirts. It just is like this weird. Hey, I'm Cody's friend, so I'm getting. It feels like nepotism in a weird way. Like hey, Q, Q, We need it. We need a heater to go up against Big Show. Oh, people hate QT. We don't really hate QT. We're just very. If NXT was still on Wednesdays, I'd be flipping channels during
1: every QT segment. Dan Lambert's backstage and he cuts another one of these promos about how he hates this stupid wrestling shit now. And now he has two of the worst wrestlers to back him up Scorpio (laughs) Sky, Ethan Page. Apparently, Scorpio Sky's an MMA fighter in his past, so that's exciting. And Dan Lambert said he's going to stuff Darby Allin in a locker. And he said, soft and weak, wants to see soft and weak. He's talking about you Smarks, ladies. And and Dan Lambert wants to stand up to the woke masses. Except Kobe Covington tried to, and Dan Lambert got rid of him. Because Dan Lambert has no spine. So he ditched, uh, Dan Lambert ditched Kobe, then stole his gimmick.
2: And I never knew that, uh, that Scorpio Sky, I mean, he does have three fights. It is a thing that happened. So he is a mixed martial artist. Ethan Page was the karate man on Impact Wrestling. We all saw it. Stop pretending we didn't. We all suffered through it. Uh, So this whole men of the year thing, it really sucks. We had one of these guys in SCU, one of the greatest trios in wrestling history. And then we had one of the other guys who was part of the North, one of the greatest tag teams in Impact Wrestling history. They both come to AEW like, this is going to be great. We're really going to take off. I'm going to win the Sonic coin and pull it down. The other guy's like, I'm going to show up. I'm leaving Impact. <laughs> Fuck Impact. I'm going to
1: AEW. And now they're just this stupid tag team. Like, what? who fucking cares? Look at these two bleedies. They're on the TWFS 100 already right now. Randy Orton and AJ Styles is on our screen. And this is from Gino for Gino's Drive Thru. Nathan's going to take a piss. He hates these videos. But this is the bump, Nathan. You're going to miss it. Let's see what happened involving Randy Orton on the bump
3: of RK-Bro and the new Raw Tag Team Champion, it's Riddle!
1: Poor girl, why does she look like this, ladies? What happened to Kayla? Is the Glam Squad out? Do they have COVID? Are they out indefinitely? So fucking hot. I mean,
2: I don't know what it is. Like, I, what it annoys me is that she was bullied her whole life. And I just can't imagine the hot chick being bullied. And I love when these mixed race girls are like, I, I didn't fit in with the black girls or the white girls. It's, you're fucking the hottest girl we've all ever seen. Every guy was like like choking on their tongue trying to talk to you. So let's stop pretending it was so hard.
1: Doesn't she look like she's an ugly kid, though? Like, she probably got tits in 11th grade and she was chubby. And she didn't become Kayla Braxton until they gave her that name.
2: There's always those... Do you remember? How, everyone's so fucking horny in high school. Were, and I always had a friend who was like, she's not hot now, but just wait. So yeah, there's definitely guys that were like, hey, don't fucking laugh, bro. She's not that hot now. She's gonna be fucking stacked in like three years. She was definitely secrets for guys.
3: Yeah!
1: She was a wrestling fan. She's a nerd. No wait, she works there. She wasn't a wrestling fan.
3: <laughs> yeah. I know it's not the biggest there. Shut up. up, bro? <laughs> I got one of them. It's <laughs> Riddle. Them. <laughs> he's on the Is <laughs> <Dude. laughs> This is my spot. Is yeah, yeah, Riddle here? New oh my god! We can okay. ballet your skin. CM Punk. CM Punk.
1: I learned. We <laughs> got it?
3: Piece of <laughs> shit. Piece of shit. Welcome. What an entrance that was. What's up, bro? You're uh, getting real comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah. getting real comfortable. <laughs> uh, we I, I, I think you right. might actually be high this time. I can see it in his eyes. Bleedies! I might do a pen hit for him.
2: Who's the nerdy white dude with like the plaid pants? What is this show? This is this is the bump. This is on TV. That's Peter Rosenberg. All
1: right, today for the bump. <laughs> thank you. Thank know, you. I wow. Up for you guys. Appreciate you. your best it's, title. Oh. At the bestest, the, best. the bestest, Well, listen. me and Randy, RK Brew, uh, and after our celebration on Monday, it's just been, it's just been a while.
3: You've now. been on, it's yeah. been, it has been, and we're going to get into all of that. Uh, we've bro. had you here on the, we've had you on the bump a couple times, first time here. And what do you think about the Ladies, I
1: have 40% off Uber Eats tonight. What would Matt Riddle do? What should I get? He would definitely go to Burger King again, although I think the
2: sponsorship is up. <laughs> I had Wendy's the other day. I don't eat fast Ooh. food very often, Kevin, but I was like, I'm going to get Wendy's. And I was so fucking sleepy by 3 p.m. I don't know if fast
1: food just makes you sleepy, yes. but I,
2: I was fucking drained after eating.
1: I've been exhausted all the time. Like, I don't care how much sleep I get. I get tired in a half hour. But after watching The Sopranos, I found out it's because I'm depressed.
2: <laughs> well, you've we, we've, we've cracked that code before that Sopranos mixed with... Mixed with the Wendy's or the Chick Kings, all of these things are definitely gonna to contribute to no, some form of No, Tony's
1: tired. He passes out because he's sad. So I'm not passing out yet, but I'm real tired. And Christopher's also tired all the time because he's depressed. And when Tony and Christopher are driving, and Tony's trying to be melphy, he learned all this stuff about the brain. I love it, please. We're all like Tony, us Italians. We get we don't understand it. He's like this fucking psychiatry. Whatever you're not feeling is what you're feeling. And whatever you're feeling, is like bullshit. Like it's, and I'm like, I know, what the fuck? But when he was talking to Christopher, Tony, he was like, are you tired a lot? And Christopher's like, yeah, all I like to do is sleep now. He's like, maybe you're depressed. And that's when it hit me. That, well, and you also, I mean, you've
2: also uh, equated your depression to guys like Charles Hamilton, Kid Cuddy. <laughs> you guys are these eccentric artists. and. <laughs> <laughs> there's just something about, even in the music, we can all hear there's a lot
1: of sadness behind this voice. All the verbose and all the jokes. He's just a sad guy. It's like Matt Riddle. I can hear the sadness even in his clown voice. He's like us. That's why he self-medicates. Here we go. This is Matt Riddle. Yeah,
3: by the way, I, pretty... you know what?
1: Give Kayla Braxton some medication. Give her an ointment. She got burned or something.
3: But She'll it's, suck. it's bigger than I thought. You know, on TV, it actually looks a lot tighter
1: yeah but you That's know spacious, there's spacious spacious there's there's yeah. room you can do stuff <laughs> well, you know what i'm saying so it's pretty nice he's, you high well, he's high as fuck he's not the real not thing nothing like the real thing i got the real you thing do. i'm thinking Matt riddle might want jack in the box tonight ladies he might want that triple barbecue burger meal and then two tacos and then it's 40 percent off huh I've never
2: really been like Jack in the Box is great when you're super drunk or like late at night. It's the only drive through that's 24 hours in San Dimas besides the Del Taco. But that's kind of the opposite direction. I just I've never been a big we need to get Jack in the Box for dinner. Their burgers don't taste
1: like real meat. I want pizza. It's been too long, but we're going to end too late for that. (laughs) I don't have enough meatball subs and pizza, ladies. I don't have enough of my true food. I'm always eating your American food. i got to get out of this country. Ladies, we go backstage on Dynamite. Arn Anderson is in front of Brock Anderson's locker room. Thank God Brock's in there, and we don't have to see him. We don't have (laughs) to see his purple undies. Arn says Brock is a bitch, and he won't listen to him. But uh, he he was reading it, so he said other words, but that's what he meant. Basically, this kid can't win tonight, but he won't listen to me. He's a wimp. He can't wrestle, but he wants the main event. And this leads us to Alistair Black versus Brock Anderson. Alistair Black didn't squash him, bleedies. You got to give him some credit. He sold some punches tonight.
2: Like, this was so silly. Like, when this was the main event, it did make me kind of like, I laughed. I mean, it literally was like, this is the company that has CM Punk. Daniel Bryan's in the waiting. We have Miro. We've got Mox, Kingston. We've got Penta, Pac. We got like, Kenny Omega. We got all these guys. And who's going to close out the show? What is the last taste you're gonna have in your mouth when the show goes off the air is brock anderson like what are we doing
1: this is the main event <laughs> no it's alistair black it's that one bleedies he's uh he squashed cody remember this was supposed to remind us that he squashed cody but he didn't squash brock we needed cody
2: and we like well you and i were watching that as as we were about to go live and it was so silly, like, is Cody going to come out? Is Cody going to come out? Like, we're waiting for what, What? To, why did this have to happen on television? Like, there's guys who, the, the Hollywood hunk has been on AEW Dark for like six months. And he finally got his big crack on Dynamite tonight. Can you imagine if we weren't wasting time with, there was I haven't even seen Hukaru Shida, no Thunder Rosa tonight. There's so many people that were left off the show. But thank goodness
1: Brock Anderson got to main event. Vladies, we still have over 40 names to add to the TWFS 100 tonight. Rough draft. And I'm ready to add the Miz already. I mean, he is the reason TWFS exists. He started on the real world. He deserves credit. The character was on the real world road rules challenge. And on the real world. And he was a creep. When he, I still see him summon that Miz sometimes when he has to. When Logan Paul gets in Michael Mizanin's face... He summons The Miz that scared Tori off of the set on the challenge. I don't know if anyone was named Tory on that. Ladies, The Miz, there's a couple names here that I almost would have put on reserves an hour ago, but I feel uh, as I go through the list, they're more important now because they're next to the likes of Mark Henry. Like when we look at a DDP, a Jeff Jarrett, an Owen Hart, and The Miz, do any of these ring out as not belonging? And do all of them.
2: I I love, like, TDP belongs on this list. Like, when you think of, like, the top guys of WCW, TDP's in there. I think Miz does get, I think he's a hundred guy. I mean, you, you brought it up. He definitely brought you back into wrestling like no one else could have. It took me a while. I watched him in ECW. I got to witness the original version of the Dirt Sheet. And he has done some pretty entertaining stuff. We can't say he... We can't say it's all been 2021. Uh,
1: this season. is dangerous. Now we're getting into like Kevin Owens belongs on there. I mean, if we're going to start out at it, Mrs. and Jeff Jarrett's, isn't Kevin Steen kind of, I mean, this is like a Jeff Jarrett way ahead of both
2: of those guys.
1: <laughs> Whoa, really? You've been listening to your Conrad Thompson uh, podcast. You're telling me the eternal mid Carter, the guy that got shoehorned into a WCW main event by his best friend writer. This is going to be on your top hundred.
2: Because it definitely, even though I was like a dumb kid at that time, I still enjoyed Slap Nuts. I still liked Jeff Jarrett hitting people with guitars. Uh, and it, don't you remember? Chosen troll, troll, Like <laughs> He was the best. And even in WWF, telling China, a woman's place is in the kitchen. And all this stuff in the Attitude Era, whatever, who cares. He goes to TNA. Remember? You hear about TNA? And <laughs> he builds this company because he's like, well, fuck, Vince doesn't want me. My dad doesn't own Memphis Wrestling anymore. I got to do something. Here comes TNA, and although uh, Marquee D One Two Three really has uh, reminded me, wow, Jeff Jarrett matches all did kind of suck. There was still something about that era of TNA where Jeff Jarrett was the main guy. You wanted to see somebody beat him, and I don't know, it was it was he had heat? We wanted to watch somebody beat up Jeff Jarrett, and I kept buying weekly pay-per-views for free with my illegal cable
1: to just watch Jeff Jarrett get his ass kicked. Do we have all the Conrad co-hosts yet? Okay, good. Now, Valides, Kevin Owens is getting a swell. But what about Barry Windham? I mean, I mean if, come on, Kevin Owens. What are you people talking about? It's the 100 of all time. I'm putting Bray Wyatt just because I'm annoyed. Like, uh, how are we talking about any other fat guy? Obviously, Bray Wyatt, the best in the world of the last decade. The second place for wrestler of the decade. How was he not wrestler of the decade, Valides? Would you hide his name from me that week? I might have to go back and redo that one, but Bray Wyatt. All right, I'll put KO for now. But I'm getting embarrassed. We might have to save the rest for dark uh, discussion. I'll have it by midnight. But if Kevin Owens is getting talked about, we're getting close to like Flash Funk. Like we're gonna start talking about two Cold Scorpio, and I want the hundred greatest. And two Cold Scorpio, outstanding. No, I was kidding. But yeah, I, I do think we're
2: getting two. When you bring up guys like Kevin Owens. Or, like, I do think we're getting too into, like, the modern day where I don't think Kevin Owens has really done, and I know I brought up Kazarian and Daniels, but even, like, <laughs> like, Ring of Honor, Kevin Steen, sure, I checked it out, but it's not like it was this big deal to every wrestling fan that brought everyone to watch it. Like, you watched a couple episodes of Ring of Honor, and it never brought you back, like, yeah, yeah I got it, like. I don't have names like Jay Lethal on here. I don't have guys like El Generico. Like for me, that whole era of Ring of Honor doesn't really doesn't really scratch a top one hundred. So, and again, Ring of Honor is Ring of Honor, so that 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 probably belongs in its own discussion. But if we're talking about Kevin Owens or Jeff Jarrett, I think Jeff <laughs> Jarrett's been been a part of so many moments in wrestling history. And even when you look at his time in WWF in '95 with the, the the gimmicky Double J gimmick. He still was around for some of the biggest moments, and I enjoyed his work. So I, I oh. think he's a top-hundred guy for sure.
1: Spoken like a gen-zentennial, whatever the fuck you are, <laughs> ladies. You weren't there like me and Quiggly. Thank you, Quiggly. No KO. By the way, in all this confusion, I snuck on Ken Shimrock. He is the first TNA world champion, Bleedies. He was always there in WWE, and he invented wrestling in the late 80s. So Ken Shermock has done more for wrestling than Stu Hart, who is not on the list. Luckily, two of his sons have made it already, and Gino, no, we're not putting Phil Hart on. Gino loves Phil Hart and Kyle Hart. Those are his two favorite ones. Bleedy's tag teams don't count as one. Are there any tag team wrestlers, though, that deserve to be in the conversation in your mind? We just lost Jeremy Morton, or whatever that guy's name was, the beautiful one. Bobby something. So is he going to be on there, Yeah, Bobby Eaton's the guy, huh? I don't have a Bobby Eaton on
2: here. As far as tag team guys, I do have Edge. Like, you know, I do have the Hardy Boys. There are some of those tag team guys that that get on here Scott Steiner I don't know if that counts as a tag team guy Uh, but Bubba Ray now is Bubba Ray Dudley Bully Ray like we've enjoyed his entire career and when I was even thinking of like I mean I immediately wrote his name down because it wasn't like for some reason in my head like Bubba Ray was just like an obvious like his work in ECW his work at WWE I know he was part of a tag team but we still always kind of looked at Bubba Ray as the guy and then even his work in TNA even though Aces and Eights was kind of You know, we can laugh at it now. We all really enjoyed Bully
1: Ray at that time, I feel.
2: So he was definitely a legit main eventer for a while. He
1: is so important because, yes, the Dudley boys, he was that whole team. We're racist. You saw my notes earlier. I liked Bubba Ray. And then he's one of these tag team wrestlers that was able to be an incredibly believable world champion for me because I watched every week, and that character was the best part of Impact. I loved Bully Ray. He married Hulk Hogan's daughter. I did already put him without telling you. I also snuck on Kenny O. I'm sorry, Quiggly. Look, we're starting to talk about Kevin Owens. Kenny Omega better just get put on. I mean, our reserves, Gino, Gino all names we put should at least be on the reserves uh, so we can consider. Because we won't want to forget him once we're up to 88 or so. Ladies, what do you think of Kenny Omega? You picked his best friends as tag team of the decade. He was a, the cleaner. He was a cleaner in Japan. He was a comic book hero. We only saw s- snapshots of him here on the States. And now he came over and he has 15 titles.
2: I would even give him credit because, I, I mean, I think a lot of us, Jericho versus Omega, was a, was a huge, okay, we need to watch New Japan for the first time in our lives for real. And I watched that match. I watched Kenny Omega I have a few other matches. And I've gone back and retroactively watched. Some of his stuff with, uh, when, you know, when he kind of would do appearances in Ring of Honor. I don't know if he was ever officially contracted there. But just watching some of his work in New Japan, I, even if he goes back to New Japan, I'm going to watch. Like, he seemed to be one of those white dudes, even though, you know, one, one of these Canadians that was able to get me to watch New Japan. And when, when you look at the roster of New Japan now, like, sure, I might watch. But it definitely does help when there's guys like Kenny Omega over there. When there's guys like a Finn Balor or like, I didn't really watch New Japan when Prince Devitt was over there. Like it really took AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Jericho. These guys really brought me to this whole new company that I would just kind of watch every once in a while. And I would say Kenny at least made me, I'll admit that I'm a fan. They have a show in September that I might go to.
1: Are you sure we need three roses on here? I mean, I I do think Cody deserves it. His importance in this whole last decade cannot be understated, even if he wants his on-screen character to be nothing but understated. Retiring and then getting beaten up till he stays. Coming back with that here we hated going away for a baby. Going away for big show. Coming back for a dog show. The whole thing's been a little laughable and he's been losing a lot, but he is the catalyst of it all. When Cody Rhodes left WWE, we made the video, Cody Rhodes left WWE, do you care? How foolish were we? Acted like we didn't care. We saw Stardust leave because we already mourned the loss of Cody years before that. So by then, it was kind of like, good, let him go find Cody again for us. And he did, Bleedies. He made the list that he tweeted out of all the people he wanted to beat. He beat them all twice. This guy's done it all, Cody Rhodes. Dusty, I mean, we're just going to get beat up for not putting him where there's going to be a riot for not putting him. But Dustin, he had a hay match, bleedies, but Goldust was a pioneer. That character was ahead of its time, according to Vince Russo.
2: I, I don't know why I have to beat this into your head every time we talk. Wrestling has more than one royal family, and it's the Rhodes is the other one. I don't know who the other one Cody's referring to, but the Rhodes, dude, I'm telling you, I love... Put Brandy on here, I don't give a fuck. But I think that <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, like... And I know that we might say, like, oh, his matches, whatever. I have watched some of his matches, and they are really fucking good. And I have watched a lot of his promos, and I think they're really good. And even just the stories we hear of Dusty Rhodes, and, and like, it's so fun to hear everybody do the, baby, you're the boss, baby. You thought the banks, you're the boss, baby. Like, we just like hearing these stories because Dusty had this wrestling mind that really shaped a lot of what we enjoy. He was able to bring out the best in people. So I got to give it up to dusty. And then I got to give it up to Dustin because that gold dust gimmick would not have worked with anyone else. Like he really, and even when it got worse in like the attitude era with, you know, the artists formerly known as gold dust and, It's still, when you go back and watch it, it's still pretty fun to watch.
1: Black Rain sucked dick, but everything besides that was really good. Ladies, study this list right here as I speak for a moment. I need to know all essentials that you feel we're missing. As we do a final push on the rough draft for the TWFS 100, I'm going to, and look what else I can do while you're doing it. I'm going to show off. Vlidis uses spreadsheets. He's a loser. I use this awesome thing called Canva. And please look, I can add effects. I'm so much cooler than you. Look, if I hit effects, I can make this shit like come. Oh no, hold on. Animate. Watch this. What? I can make it type out, dude. You can't do this on your spreadsheet.
2: I'm gonna have to find a way. Don't don't make that official. But we will make it type out. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna make sure Rhino gets on this list. But we're gonna study. And there's a lot of homework to be done because it is difficult okay. to just sit here and go, I don't know about this person. Because, yeah, I mean, it's I do like how that looks, by the way. <laughs> so it, it's going to be interesting to see once we start ironing these things out who actually does get kind of cut off.
1: Vleeties, as you try to brainstorm, these are the names we have so far. We're gonna have a big final on-air push on Discord. We'll have the presentation. I designed it myself. It's not even a template. I promise. I even came up with the official on my own. We ended Dynamite tonight with Alistair Black defeating Brock. Brock got in some moves, but Alistair beat him up. And then Alistair would attack Arn Anderson. Vleeties, you might want to try to pitch Arn Anderson. And, and maybe even Tully. I tried to get Tessa on here. I'm about to add Tessa for my final push. I mean, there's definitely some names here that I already said that deserve to be on. Sonic underscore Gino sent a TTS <laughs> and says, why is DDP on there twice? If you have to ask that, Gino, you're obviously on a wrestling fan. So I mean, how about you ask anyone else to not embarrass yourself? You don't have to TTS stuff like that. He's about to ask why Shawn Michaels is on there next. You know why he's on there twice. Gino. I'll fix that right now. And, uh, ladies, Al, uh, Brock Anderson lost to Alistair, but Arn Anderson was there. And also, what about Vince McMahon himself, a promoter but a wrestler and a world champion? Where do these legends stand on your list? And what other names do you have in mind? I do love Vince
2: McMahon as a character, and he's had some pretty good fucking matches. Him and Hogan at WrestleMania 19 comes to my head immediately. But I don't know. I just don't think that it, it doesn't. Feel right like what? What are we gonna put Russo on here? I mean, I know Russo didn't have any good matches, but it's still—it just doesn't seem right to put Vince also on this list. Like, I didn't want to put Shane on here as well. Uh, so it just it's just—I don't know. It just seems like those guys were not wrestlers, you know. Like, w- we want to make sure that we have the guys who actually wrestled every week, or at least felt like they were actual in ring competitors. It's gonna take a lot for for me to cave on like a well. How do we not have? You know, Eric Bischoff on here. He
1: had some good matches, too. Him and Zabisco, are you kidding? What about the great Arn Anderson, Bleedies. He's not a manager. Uh, Well, he is now. But before he had the clipboard, he had that gut without a shirt. He had the spine buster. You're trying to sell me on Kevin Owens. You better like Arn Anderson.
2: I do enjoy Arn Anderson, but I just, when I was, like, when you and I do the the 100 for tag teams, which that's going to be way harder. But I think the brain busters are gonna be in there and I liked Arn Anderson and Tully. I, I think that they were a really good tag team. But when I think of like Arn Anderson as a singles, like I just don't I can't remember one wrestling match that I watched of them. Like or of his rather. So Gino, I'm sorry, you
1: Gino, add just incredible to the reserves. Ayaka wants to know where he is. And Bleedys, where's Just Incredible? Where's Lance Storm? The Canadian champion. How much do belts matter in this final 25 or so? When we're dealing with mid carters do you start going, he had three belts at the same time. Are props going to become important? Well, and that's
2: definitely like what I'm going through. Yeah, there's definitely going to be like, (laughs) did this gimmick get this guy over to a certain, like did Al Snow and Head, did that do enough to make you go, this guy's top 100. I can't watch wrestling without thinking about Al Snow. Like, is there anyone like that? Like, I'm, I'm going through the list that we have as it stands, and I think we got a lot of the obvious ones. I know Ricardo had a big push for Shamo. I'm surprised
1: no. you're not on the Seamus the train as quickly as everyone else He was. is becoming a legend, ladies. He's building his legacy in front of us. And as we update this over the years, Seamus might get up into the top 20 one day. And it's going to be a real crime that he's not even in the top 100 to start it. Bleedies, we got so much done with this tonight. This impossible process is seeming more possible by the second. Maybe we even just throw 75 unofficial names at Discord. And then they start going, what the fuck? Where's just incredible. Because that last 25 is so intriguing. When we started this, it turned into Tatanka. What are you talking about, JT? Let's bring up J.T.'s scribbles again. Let's look at a page we didn't see yet. Well, Vlady's those names I mocked. We might be leaning on them. Yeah,
2: there's gonna be that. Like that's what makes me so confused. Like even the list that I wrote out. Like I wrote out like 70 names, and I'm even going back and reading. I have 110 names written on this on this spreadsheet right now, <laughs> and I have Austin Aries on here. And it's like in my head, am I like is Austin Aries really in my hundred favorites? Like probably not. So there definitely is going to be, like, I, I'm, I'm forgetting guys. I have to be. And I know yeah. that might mean they're not my favorites, but when I'm listing 100 of my favorites, I'm pretty sure I'll be okay going like, holy shit, how did I forget how much I like
1: Fucking crush, Kona crush. <laughs> Don't right get hair. J.T. started. He he also wants Brutus Beefcake. He's make and, and he probably belongs there. Like if you if you argue with me enough, Brutus Beefcake's gonna make it. J.T. J.T. wants to put his Tatanka against our Bully Ray in face mash. We're gonna have to pick one who's hotter. And I think I know the answer. J.T. Take a look at J.T.'s writing. These are his top names. I didn't think he'd have a Shawn Michaels number one. He had Flair first before, and let's just see if there's any we miss. So Briefcake, Beefcake and Barry Windermer in his top 10. We're missing both of those. So uh, we got to keep them in mind for sure, ladies. And should we just put them now? God, I don't know if Beefcake makes
2: it. I do enjoy, the, I mean, he probably had the best, uh, like, pose, or at least, the, you know, he had a little strut with with his little fingers being little scissors, and he was like, just a strutting? And cutting. And I kind of think that rules. Uh, however, when I think of like an in-ring beefcake match, he's also the first guy to beat the undefeated Mr. Perfect, which is like a huge accomplishment. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe beefcake is somebody that might see, be able see. we
1: need off. Danny Bleedies. The golden era is underappreciated. We have essentials like a million-dollar man, a Jake Roberts, and we're not even bringing him up. And I bet that they're, we're bringing up Barn Anderson like a bunch of idiots. But, yeah, definitely. I, I think Jake Roberts is there, but I'm putting him twice like DDP. We, and what about the Million Dollar Man, Bleedies? What about these essentials of the 80s that brought wrestling to its first heights?
2: I had Million Dollar Man on my list because he's definitely another example of Hulk Hogan needs a villain. It's like, okay, well, this guy's not really jacked or, or you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he's so hateable. And he's getting Rob Van Dam to kiss his foot for a hundred bucks because RVD doesn't understand that you can say no, nah, not for a hundred, and this guy will pay you a thousand bucks to kiss his foot. And RVD's like, yeah, hundred, fuck it, I'm fifteen. So yeah, <laughs> it's definitely like that gimmick is so, it's still good now. Him hanging on NXT, Million Dollar Man rules. So I,
1: I I love Ted DiBiase. He's got to be in the top one hundred. How much like, you want to bet Tito Santana is in the top thirty for J.T. As we scroll down, Art. So beef, put these on the reserves if we miss them, Gino, please. Uh, Beefcake and Wyndham, we did miss. Vader and Jake Roberts made a uh, made it towards the end here, Vladi's. We have Brock Lesnar. John Cena's represented. Vladi, uh, Vladi's putting in a vote for Rick Rude. Like you, am I an idiot? Is he really the most important? Is shaking your hips that famous? He did have a nice body, I guess. But it's not just the hips shaking.
2: It was it was the promo and it was the matches. Uh, another guy. I mean, he was he was pretty jacked. I mean, he had a great physique, but he still. Ladies, really he good never
1: won physique. the belt. How can he be good?
2: He won the Intercontinental one, oh. and he also. I just there's nothing better than like his promo is so simple like because you know everyone does the cheap pop is like right here in milwaukee wisconsin he would even take that further and just go now all you milwaukee sweat hogs shut your mouth while i take off my robe
1: it was great i mean everyone was gonna boo this fucking guy holy shit ladies we don't even have honky talk man did we bring him up yet the 80s were amazing i'm running out of space sergeant slaughter what are we doing here? We totally disrespected the 80s. Ladies, we're onto another page already. Look at how far we've come. So I'm def- we're going to have to add Honky, right, ladies? Sergeant Slaughter, I already know, but Honky, I'm not sure.
2: I'm torn on both. I'm torn on Sergeant Slaughter because what? even though he was a WWF champion, he was like, I don't know, just watch that match. He's a fat guy. I don't know. He's like, not in a good way. <laughs> it's a weird, like, why are we pushing Sergeant Slaughter? Like, And were they trying to do Slaughter vs. Warrior? You have no
1: idea how big Sergeant Slaughter was. JT's face palming. Sergeant Slaughter betrayed America, ladies. And Hulk Hogan, the ultimate patriot, was all we had. This was WrestleMania, you know. It was mania. And I, I
2: forget what... We've heard the stories of the original plan, where it was supposed to be Warrior, but they didn't trust Warrior to sell out the... The LA Coliseum. So they moved it to a smaller venue. And then they just decided to get Warrior out of the picture altogether. But then they let Warrior beat Monster Man with like, after kicking out of like 25 elbow
1: drops. That was awesome. Stop. And that was so crazy. And was that the one where Warrior's looking at his hands ready to leave and he doesn't? What was that about?
2: Yeah. Well, he also walked to the ring in that match. And uh, I think even Monsoon was like, why is he not running? What's going on? And He's conserving his energy or whatever they were trying to sell me on. An amazing
1: moment. You're right. Warrior and <laughs> Warrior and Savage top 100. Warrior's the best. I love that guy. Rick Root, I'm still not sure about, but I put him on. And as we go down, J.T. scribbles. We have his top 26 represented well. Ladies, I'm very excited about how well we've done as JT confirms how well we've done. Let's take a look. Oh, I see Arn Anderson on this one. Let's confirm. Look it up top here, Bleedies. How do we not have his 61? Raven. Holy shit, Mr. Underappreciated. Who are we, Eric Bischoff? Why do we hate Raven so much? That character succeeded in ECW, where it was allowed to flourish, and WCW when it was held back. Remember Sign Guy? Remember Billy Kidman? None of them are on the list, but Raven was one of the greats, Bleedies. Raven's a really
2: fucking good call. Like, that is odd that I just fucking completely... Forgot Raven existed. And it almost fits his character because in WWF, what about me? What about Raven? I do remember that. I loved that. But his work in ECW, like I kind of, and I brought this up kind of recently. I've watched the rise and fall of ECW a hundred fucking times. And I just, I guess in my head, for some reason, I thought ECW was like from 98 to 2001. (laughs) And I'm watching these episodes from 94 and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the Raven Tommy Dreamer storyline. And I'm like, this is a 94? Like, he was doing some shit. I mean, that shit was edgy. Like, I'm watching WWE, WWF, and I'm watching uh, Men on a Mission fucking come out dancing and rapping. I'm like, this is way different than that. So, I don't know. I really liked Raven. I even like Tommy Dreamer. I don't know if he made the JT list. But did you and I, like, what's your stance on a Ricky Steamboat? Because I, th- I don't know if you've ever really watched and enjoyed... A nice Broadway between uh,
1: Steamboat and Flair. That is the perfect question because I added them begrudgingly because I, look, we can change pages now. Honky Tonk, Raven, and Steamboat. I mean, Steamboat feels reserved for me, but I'm told my whole life he's this important and he's this great. But, bleedies, this is my childhood cursing me. Roddy Piper wasn't a world champion. He sucks. Ricky Steamboat, who's that? I don't even know who he was. At least I heard of Roddy Piper. Vince McMahon didn't want to tell me anything about Ricky Steamboat.
2: Did he get kind of swept under the rug? He had that match with Savage at WrestleMania 3, and he's not really around much longer, but he definitely was a, he was an NWA guy. I mean, it really was like, you know, I put Steamboat in the territories. He doesn't really work with McMahon. The gook? Isn't he Asian? Uh, He's Hawaiian, I think, right? Like you yeah, we share, we share a native island, brother. So I definitely like, I I don't know. I've always had, maybe that's, maybe that's part of my bias. I've always had this like connection or this this strange affinity for Ricky the Dragon's team. Book.
1: And Chris Jericho brought him back to replace Mickey Rourke at WrestleMania. So we definitely can appreciate him. I'll put him on for now. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is somebody I can appreciate, but I can understand if you don't. As we go down G- uh, not Gino, JT's list, there's Crush. We knew he'd show up. Tugboats <laughs> there. Val Venus. Terry Taylor. Boogeyman. JT, your 100's a little frightening. Smash got his own spot a key made it so vladies lots of reserves coming up irs I like, you, I like the way you said that though smash got his own spot because <laughs> i would not have guessed that either i don't even know who pn news is vladies was he in the nwa pn news i'm not sure who that is either but i'm a big fan already that sounds like a great name pn news that must be the guy who trained jt when he learned how to back bump. vladies michael hayes was in the Freebirds. michael hayes became doc Hendricks. Which one gets on the list? Both of them.
2: Well, I I have that weird moment too because I've been watching WCCW now that they put it back on Peacock, and I love the Von Ericks, but I can't really put a Von Eric on this list. Like it just—it doesn't feel legit to me because when I think of my favorites of the Von Ericks and the Freebirds, I look at it as the Von Ericks and the Freebirds. I don't look at it as like, well, obviously, Kerry Von Eric, Texas Tornado, had a little bit of a run in WWF. I don't, and then even the same with with Michael Hayes or Doc Hendricks in WWF. I just I don't give those guys that much credit as far as singles wrestlers. To me, Von Erichs and the Freebirds. If we were doing a Texas Top 100, which is next,
1: I think, uh, absolutely those guys are all on it. Ladies, you might want to sit down for this. Ready? We have 69 names. So I'm thinking we present these 69 names into slides to Discord tonight. We come back next week, figure out how angry we made people with this list. We modify, we add to, and we get closer to our final draft of 100. Of course, that's just when the fun begins. Then we're going to find out if Kurt Angle is ahead of Sergeant Slaughter. Then we're going to find out what number they're all at, and that's when we get to make websites. And oh my god, bleedies. I can't wait. And after all that, after we have our TWFS 100, we get to do the 100 of the year. We're going to be doing these for the rest of our lives just nonstop.
2: It's going and this is the thing. NFL 100, they did it. Everyone loves a good list. They want to get angry. Uh they, they want to just go, "Wait, why do you guys not have uh I mean anybody? Name anyone. How come I mean, you know who these kids are. Obviously, Daniel Bryan's number one ever. It's like, well, hold on, guy. Like, Daniel Bryan's on the list, but he's not number one, all right? Like, so there's going to be controversy, and some people are going to go to this list and
1: go, I don't even know who Antonio Anoki is. Tessa deserves it. She deserves it, no matter what Nathan says. Ladies, Ruby Soho's amazing. We watched her second video. She stole the car. You saw that coming. We also ran down Dynamite beginning to end. We got to hear from CM Punk again. So this was exciting. He has a match at all out with Darby Allen In front of Chicago, people are going to go crazy. You and I both picked CM Punk over SummerSlam. I was worried you were still the Vleeties of old. The one that didn't get it. <laughs> one of these out-of-touch bubble people in these WWE marks. But you know CM Punk's good now. Even though he kind of lost you tonight, huh? But again, I don't think it was his fault. I think it was
2: just the segment that they had planned. They were really banking on the crowd's going to go apeshit, and it's just going to be another viral moment. Because I do feel like that Friday night arrival kind of went viral. Like People who don't watch wrestling anymore were so excited to see CM Punk on TV. And I think tonight they were trying to just do another one, but we just saw that. So maybe tonight it would have benefited from him actually – interacting with another wrestler not just tony Giovanni. but i'm excited to see him back i love the logos i love the music everything like it all fits well and even seeing him like get in the ring tonight i did have that moment of like you know i i bet there's people who probably thought
1: this would never happen again so it is cool that we do get to see it again pat mcafee was fully vaccinated but he has a positive covid test he's out indefinitely we saw this happen to sasha You got it from her Ladies, we talked about Max Caster tonight. He wanted to sell us eBay uh, his merch on as uh, merch his uh, gear on eBay, and we didn't see it till a week later, so we didn't get to buy it in time. Max Caster unlisted his gear. You were gushing about Walter tonight in Drake Maverick's huge match. Give us Great. more words on it, Bleedies. How about that finish? He elbowed him in the back of the head. You love that shit. I enjoyed the match. It ended with like a choke.
2: It ended like an MMA fight. It was great. Like so, it was definitely a really good match. And even like trying to describe it, I can't really describe why I enjoyed it so much. It must have just been I went into watching this match not really knowing Ilya Dragunov. I bear. I, I mean, I know Walter. I've watched like what six Walter matches. So I, and when I heard him talk. I was like, I thought he had like more of an accent. Uh, so I guess I don't know Walter either. So to see these guys have just this random match on this takeover where in my head this is the last NXT TakeOver in history, it just felt like the perfect send-off. Like it should, that match should have been last. I don't know why it was in the middle of the show. Were you
1: watching that match thinking Raw will look like this one day? Like it's going to happen? Or were you watching it thinking John Cena is afraid of these guys now? Like when Kurt Angle and Ben Watt tried to get a match with Stone Cold, they went hard on a SmackDown, and Stone Cold was afraid of them. Is a match like this going to keep Walter? Is it, is it repellent from the main roster?
2: It's repellent. I definitely watched it going like, fuck, if Vince liked guys that weighed more than 200 and you know, or weighed less than 230 pounds, he would love this Dragonov guy. Because Ilya Dragunov, like, they even made a joke on NXT, uh, on TV last week where Roderick Strong lost to him. And Roderick was like, well, he's not a cruiserweight, so that loss doesn't count. And it's like, he's a cruiserweight. I know that you're trying to kayfabe me and tell me that he weighs 210 pounds, he might as well come out with the Crash Holly scale. That guy definitely weighs 195 pounds.
1: Crash Holly, super heavyweight. Put him on the reserves, Gino. (laughs) I'm afraid to put some of these names on just because I know we're forgetting legends. There's no doubt in my mind there's obvious ones like Raven that are slipping our minds. There's definitely a Guerrero brother out there. Vleeties, I brought up Tyler Spida Fiend on Twitch. It is twitch.tv slash Tyler Spida. He's one of my best friends in the whole world, Vleetis. For years, he wanted to play games with me. And I was playing hard to get. And then finally, after I lost my second family, I said, who is this Mexican fuck? He has an Italian name. And we started playing for honor. And we fell in love. We became butt buddies. We started playing NBA 2K. And it's just a love story that hopefully never ends. We bicker now because we're basically married. But we still spend all night together, ladies. Tyler will be be live on Twitch. I bet for hours tonight. He's got to be
2: live on Twitch for hours. This is just what he does. He sits back. He gets high. has a good time. It is a lot of fun
1: to just kind of peep in and just look at his face. Like, he's just in it. And I ha- I'm going to pack a bowl with you, Tyler. I have flour. And it's this type of flour where they put it in a package you can't see through. That's always a good sign when your budget eighth comes in a package you can't see through. Let me cut that open and sniff it. What? I know it's only $20. But Bleedies, here we go. We have our pipe ready. We have our flower. Uh, when Tyler goes live, he does a monologue like Johnny Carson. And he smokes weed with me.
2: That's pretty fucking great. A Tyler Spina monologue is what the world
1: because <laughs> all these late night
2: hosts, they don't fucking tell you shit. They they're they're fake. They're all the worst. This guy gives
1: it to you. This guy's he had sex with Thunder Rosa, okay? We know this guy. I'm going to subscribestar.com slash bleedies right now. Bleedies, I want to send you like a screenshot of how I do my posts because mine are so pretty I have a bold title and to do bold you just put two pounds on each I'll explain or you put two asterisks on each side of the word makes it bold this is how the kids code now html was too hard they made it easy it's like for retards so I'm over here making these beautiful things on my subscribe star and then Vleetis writes one sentence and then puts a link Vleetis make yours look like these ones I should try and get, like, I'm not a
2: coder. And that's what's funny is, like, when I when I was even looking at how you posted your stuff, I was like, oh, shit, he's coding. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in my head, I was like, I haven't coded since MySpace. So I had to, like, go into my brain and go, I remember BR was a thing. I remember, great uh, what is VR. it? I was like, okay, less than BR, greater than. I was like, uh-oh, we are in trouble.
1: Let me show you some of my code. There's a lot of BRs in there. HTML (laughs) still works, but they have the easy stuff like double asterisk for bold, like for kids as well. So it all works. I'll send you a screenshot because when I copy paste the code, Discord treats it like code. It's very frustrating. You'll see what it is. It's easy stuff, ladies. So subscribestar.com slash bleedies. subscribestar.com slash TWFS. For the YouTube archive that was taken from us, fleeties For the companions that we've been doing for over a year, thanks to Nathan Weller forcing me to do these. Nathan's there every time, bleedies, and we have a blast. No, it's
2: a lot of fun. To just Even for me, when I just kind of get to go. First of all, it's on Subscribestar, which is great. But I am shocked that you didn't enjoy this entire event. It seemed like a Kevin Scampoli event. Uh, Shinsuke and
1: Boogs were there There seemed to be some things that they did It seemed like just for you It was all because of CM Punk CM Punk is that lethal injection of pro wrestling And he has destroyed Sports entertainment forever Remember when WCW started saying sports entertainment That was annoying what a shitty company that was. Thank you, JT, for your scribbles tonight. Thank you, Bleedies, for your list. It was integral to us building this 69 names that I am posting on Discord as soon as we're done. The podcast will be on iTunes and Spotify. Sh- search for War on YouTube and you'll find some fun TWFS. And until today, we beep. We are, we are, we are. For Christ's sake, we're the whole fucking show. You see, I'm my mind. Thank you, Bleedies. Oh, I don't Thank think you, Kevin Cole. You're the best.
0: You see the walls are so high that I couldn't climb, so I don't know which way to go. I feel I'm stuck in rewind, looking forward. Damn, I wish I knew all
1: Tyler Spider on Switch. I can't play you the Sanders it? anymore, Tyler. Nathan cast a flex spell. Sorry, I got excited. It's my favorite part. Thank you, Nathan. You see the Thank you, Gino.
3: Thank you, Gilbert Medina. Spliff McGee.
1: Tyler and Bleedies for renewing their subs. If you're a subscriber, you can type type exclamation point TTS. TTS. Oh my God. I didn't have it open. What a piece of shit. It's open now. I was one page away. I had to click one more. I'm sorry, Liam. G-word.
0: G-word. Oh. Quigley can sent I a TDS that? and says, is that what I say <laughs> Thank you, Quigley. Like Thank you, Ayako. Liam from YouTube sent a TDS and know. says, I can finally do this. See, Malachi I'm Black sent a TDS and says, Love you, Kevin. I love you, Nathan. GK47 sent a TDS it's it's and says, Love you,
1: Kevin. Love you, GK. Tyler starts I know quick and quick now wicked quick
0: split mcgee sent a TDS and says Durek vince is top 100
1: wait let me see what that was direct
0: direct vince 202 sent a TDS and says free charles hamilton free
1: ch i'm not too concerned about him going silent i think i would do the same thing and it kind of makes me less worried about him. Because Charles Hamilton, yeah. that is quiet. Hearts hope- Made
0: in Japan sent a TTS and says, You are very handsome tonight, Kevin. I echo. Kevin. It's my
1: nipple. It's because of my nipple, isn't it? I was thinking the same thing. But if Charles Hamilton is quiet, then he's not getting in any more trouble, hopefully.
2: People aren't built tough anymore. They aren't We got built big mouths. They're built weak iaco says we talk they're used to second place trophies i'll tell you a story booker i i fought in a tournament and i took fourth place on the way home from that tournament i had a trophy in my hand and my dad said hey let Let me see see that that trophy and he threw it out the window while we were on the highway home home. i don't accept fourth Fourth place place, third third place place, second second place place. i was built Built to to be be tough. tough i was built to last and I was built to get things done by any means necessary. Cruz also grew
0: up watching John Cena, as you can tell from how thickly muscled he is. Bye. Bye. See you, See you Sunday. Bye, Bill. <laughs> See you around, Phil.
1: I'm going to Tyler Spida on Twitch. We're going to spend the night with Tyler again. We'll probably be there for eight hours, and then I will be back Friday after SmackDown with Tyler on this. TonyConKilledBrodieLee.com. Thank you for spending your Wednesday night with Bleedies, Kyla, and myself. Holy shit, g cake. Liam, dude, thank you guys so much for having the raid alert go off right now, guys. What is up? It is Toucher Mania night. It is time to touch. Kevin, dude, thank you so much for the raid. I am ready to smoke that bowl with you, brother, just as soon. I mercy, I'm about to bust. I'm busting even harder quickly. Just, oh my <laughs> God, another
3: raid.